name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started dubbing our podcast with my friend Dan White. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay per views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we, we are, are the, the WNR. So there's our two themes mixed together for the 200th episode. And Dan, you're going to do the alternate intro now. I am indeed, yes. And I used to say I live my life a quarter mile at a time. And I think that's why we were brothers, because you did too. No matter where you are, whether it's quarter mile away or halfway across the world, you'll always be and you'll always be my brother. It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you Hello and welcome to the WWE Network Review, a brand new podcast. Thanks for downloading. It reviews the WWE Network and see if it offers value for money. My name is James Rollins and I'm joined by my two friends, Dan White. My name is James Rollins and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And... It's episode 25. In this episode, we're celebrating the 25 years of The Undertaker. Hello! And welcome to the WNR podcast or the WWE Network Review, a weekly podcast where we get the very best the WWE Network has to offer. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Oh, 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 oh,
name's James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by and it's episode 50 today. Hello and welcome to the WNR Podcast, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White, and it is a very special episode today, because it is episode 75. Hello, I am James Rowlands, and as you can tell, we are live, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. Did I say your name that time? You see what happened there? And it is the WNR 100. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And today, it is the WNR 125. Well, yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And it's the WNR 150 today. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And today, it's 175 episodes we've done. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you I've got to admit, hearing that, what do you think, Dan, first? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, it was from the Fast and Furious 7. It was released 3rd of April, and it was number one when we started on May the 4th, 2015. So it's got, you know, a lot of significance with us as well, because the song is about brotherhood and, you know, family, and that's what the WNR is. Yeah, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. But, yes, hello, I am James, James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And, and today, today is the, the WR two hundred. So two hundred episodes. Two main themes. Two hundred and sixty seven shows. Five opening intros. Four hosts, but only two have done two hundred. As you tell, I'm already getting quite emotional doing this podcast. Uh, but today we make history and give you the greatest show of all time. It is more tightly ripped than Orton and a bigger package than Alex Wright's. Mark my TARDIS. <laughs> Welcome to the WR200. On today's live show, we've got... Games. Shout-outs. Bold calls. Did you know? Fun facts. Best and worst. And, of course, by popular demand from James, balloons. Yes, I've been wanting balloons for a long time, and uh, the studio is covered in WR200 balloons. But, Daniel, you want to do something else as well on the 200th episode? Yes, I wanted a full retrospective look back at the WWE Network review. What? We haven't been that in 125 episodes, Dan. I just thought I'd bring it back to 200. (laughs) All right, so let's go back to the beginning, May 4th, 2015. Episode 1, and we are welcomed with the old theme and a very posh James. What happened to him? Uh, well, I, he, he changed that. I was never sure how I was going to do the, the start of the podcast, and I decided to kind of go all, you know, posh and take it up a kind of level, you know? Can you bring back a bit of the posh James, Rowlands, just so everyone can have a memory refresh? I don't know if I can remember. 
know. Very lovely better. Yes. It was Twain's birthday as well. Do you remember him? He lasted all yes. of two episodes. <laughs> yes. Well, our original goal was to either convince Twain to get the network or Dan and James to cancel. And Extreme Rules 2015 was our first review. It wasn't really cool in the action like we do nowadays. It was just sharing our thoughts on the matches. Well, Dwayne says Cena's got funny legs. It's the cleanest dirty shirt for Ambrose. And also, nice shoes, Naomi, so I guess that's stuck. That has stuck as well, yes. And I preferred Cena's first gimmick. Well, we all didn't want Rusev to have a gimmick as it would ruin him. Okay, we were wrong about that. Happy Rusev Day, Dan. Yes, and... Me and Dwayne, we didn't know that Cena was with Nicky, he's not anymore, and Daniel was with Bree. Yes, and uh, James was, well, I was convinced the Roman Empire sign that only appeared in a relevant man. And I introduced the podcast to the real man's man, Stephen Regal, and yeah. that has become quite a good part of the podcast as well. Yeah, and uh, also Dan Love for Randy Orton became, began on the first episode, now that's real commitment, 200 episodes later. Yes, I think my first comment on Randy Orton was, he is tight and ripped. Yeah, and again, apologies if the kind of sound's gone a little bit. We're trying to sort it out. Uh, again, you know, like I said, we are live. This proves that we are live and technology is not here yet. And we're hoping to announce something around WrestleMania time. And that will deal with these type of issues. But I, I want to just put it there now. So, you know, let's get into uh, the WNR 200 about that. And yeah, the real man's man, Stephen Regal. I mean, who could have thought how much of an impact that would have had on our lives as well, you know? I oh, know, yes, and we've gone and seen a couple of his matches from his WCW days when he came out in a lumberjack shirt. Yes. You know, and it, we, we saw him there, and of course, Randy Orton is tight and ripped as well. You know, I mean, you you loved Randy Orton from the, the get-go, and it kind of stayed like that since, didn't it, you know? Yes, and that's not the only takeaway from the first episode. Me and Dwayne were NXT virgins. We had never, ever seen an episode of NXT. We didn't know what it was all about. And you kind of introduced us to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the thing with NXT at the time, it was just starting out, wasn't it? Maybe a year old. So I did to, you know, kind of have a look at that. And, and I was right. And our match for the night for Extreme Rules, our first event, uh, mine was Reigns versus Big Show. Yes, and mine and Dwayne's, or well, mainly mine because Dwayne's not about anymore, but it was Ambrose versus Luke Harper. Yeah, and you thought Harper was very promising. Indeed, yes, and he's he's got a lot of talent, but yeah. he's you know he's obviously been off injured for a little while, hopefully returning soon. Yeah, it's not really worked out for him, has it, which is a bit of a shame. Impressed with the Orton's versus Rollins match because rules were broken. Yeah, I mean, and this is just, uh, you know... It, we kind of, even back then, we were trying to look at it and, you know, give a kind of slant of what we thought, you know, how the action went. And I admitted Orton, Orton was a good wrestler and could have a very good match against Rollins if there were no stipulations. Well, the pay-per-view was a success overall and it swayed Dwayne, the non-watcher, to watch. Yeah, and we leave the WNI email and Twitter promising to return in a couple of weeks. So what was happening in WWE at the time when we first started watching? Well, Seth Rollins was WWE champion. Nikki Bella was Divas champion. Yeah. Daniel Bryan was Intercontinental champion. John Cena was US champion doing his open challenge stick. Yep. The New Day were tag team champions. Kevin Owens was NXT champion. Sasha Banks was NXT women's champion. And Blake and your man, Effie, 
were NXT Tag Team Champions. So, I mean, it's quite incredible when you think Daniel Bryan, who was a champion back when we started, is now a WWE champion. Uh, you've got Murphy, who, you know, was a champion and is Cruiserweight champion now. Uh, apart from that, is there any real surprises there, do you reckon? Well, Sasha Banks, he's in a championship match at the next pay-per-view. Daniel Bryan, this is before he had to retire due to injuries as well. So, you know, we've seen Daniel Bryan as a champion leave, come back, gain the <laughs> yeah, WWE yeah, Championship, yeah, yeah. and now he's going again at Royal Rumble. Yeah, and Johnson had his open challenge at that time and kind of, you know, he's, he's he is retired, but he's semi-retired now, which is incredible when you think about it. Um, Kevin Owens obviously moved up to the main roster that same year, same with uh, Sasha Banks, of course, Tyson Kidd. The unfortunate injury uh, and Seth Rollins. Well, will it be his time again come 2019 to be champion again? You know, uh, but that was episode one, and it was such a success that we we had episode two, and we had our very first funny intro, and we are very pleased to thank retweeted us. He is now our favourite wrestler. Yes, remember when we used to tag wrestlers in yeah. <laughs> statuses and things on Twitter just so we could get a retweet and a like from them, and we used to get really excited. About things like that. Yeah, I introduced us to the new format of the show. It was a then. Now. And forever. So the then was Jerry Springer. The now was the Roman Reigns documentary, the 24 series on him. Yeah. King of the Ring 1998, the Hell in a Cell match. And James, do you know what I did on episode two? What did you do? I mentioned again... That Orton is tight and rich. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> we start off mentioning our favourites, our favourite divas. Well, Dwayne went with Sable, and who did you go for? Uh, Dwayne? Mine was China and Stacy Keebler, and who's yours? Mine was Trish Stratus. Yeah, and I really didn't like the Bella Twins back then, and I'm still not a huge fan of them. So on with Jerry Springer and Kai and Ty and Val Venus get a mention about the choppy choppy pee pee incident. Yeah, which again we saw last year as well. Sonny's in bed with Elmo. What kind of baby would they have? We discussed this in length. I think we should go back to that. So James, if you was if you had a choice of Sonny and Elmo, which parts, you know, would you have a Well an Elmo head and a sunny body or a sunny body and an Elmo head? I would have a sunny body in there. My head is that wrong? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, you know, I see you didn't answer that. That's great, then, isn't I it? Don't yeah. know, no, I'd, I'd have Sonny's head all uh, day long. Yeah. Well, Vincent <laughs> Steph incest angle. We also mentioned Shane and Mac. What do you think about incest? <laughs> no, we won't. We won't go there. Okay. Well, we also agree on something which you know on episode two. I don't think we agree much on anything no. anymore. But we agree that Stone Cold was the best general manager. And we would like to see him return in that position again. Yeah, our summary is that it was just a by Jerry. It was nothing special. No, and you say that the network was a couple of years too early and it was supposed to be a channel. Do you still think that? That, that, that was early? The, no, well, the original plan was it for, for just to be a, a, a content, a, a channel on cable where you could have WWE programming. And I'd be fair to WWE, they were ahead of the curve when it came to the network. And now you look at how many streaming, you know, services are out there and how many they're creating for it. WWE, you know, kind of got ahead and people said it wouldn't make you money, you wouldn't make money on it. And now look at it with like one point, you know, eight, one point nine million subscribers. Uh everything, you know, yeah, it's I will say that, you know, if that was my statement, I was wrong about it. <laughs> You also got on to say that your favourite book that he has read so much is beginning to get worn out. And if Mick Foley is listening, could he please send him a new copy of Have a Nice Day? Yeah. Did he ever send you? He didn't. And I'll tell you what, we've tweeted a couple of times and he's not done it. So I, I, I'm going to say 
Retweet us next time round. You know, we're not going to be very happy. For shame. Yeah. Well, King Living 2015 thoughts mainly on the final, which was Neville versus Barrett. It's good to see two Englishmen involved there. It was indeed, yes. And they don't really know what to do with Barrett. It's what we said at the time. And we was right because he was released a few years later after a couple of failed gimmicks. And, you know, he's now on World of Sport as a general manager. Yeah. And Dan says that he got some bad news. Uh, Dan, Dan says that Neville is one for the future. Right. And it wasn't really done right. You know, they had him jobbing out to Enzo Amore, and we won't get into that right now. But on to King of Wing 98, Henley Sell, and Dwayne said the cage is lowering. Oh, no, Dan said the cage is lowering around him. It's one of my favourite quotes. And Dwayne said, or is the ring hiring to the cage? <laughs> Which Dwayne just bought so much in two episodes. It was unbelievable, really. James puts Mankai down. Well, this is what Dan has put. He said, I put Mankai down, so he's a transitional champion. But when you look at it, he was a transitional champion. He was used there uh, to feud with The Rock till The Rock was ready to fight Austin at WrestleMania. So they, they switched title championships there. You know, and, and also with Triple H, when he beat Austin and Triple H at SummerSlam, he lost it the next night, giving the title to Triple H. So the three titles he had were involved in them. I would say that is a transitional champion. Plus, he doesn't retweet us. <laughs> so. Yeah. So he's still kind of hot on that as well. Yeah. But Dwayne was very impressed with that match. I still, even to this day, that that match can't be topped, and it hasn't. No, and like I said, we went back and watched it last year as well. Wrestlers are there just now for the money, not to put the best show for the fans, which I think is changing, you know, four years later when you think about it. Yes, and, you know, you also go on to say that 98 was based on Austin, Undertaker, Kane, and Mankind in various matches until Survivor Series 98. And then The Rock became a part of that and turned it into a five-way dance. Yeah, this time they're competing against W Story, trying to keep the fans in that so it's not as good they've got a bit of competition coming up soon I mm-hmm. suppose but on to the forever part of the show and WWE 24 and you had no idea what the 24 means I still don't is it 24 days with them 24 hours with them it, it, honestly maybe it's 24 hours but still they didn't put that point across when it first started well who is Roman Reigns dad and we talk about Rosie and Jamal three minute warning and we ask am I older than Roman Reigns after a quick check on the internet, no, I'm not. So we go on to the Samoan heritage from the High Chief Peter Marvia to the Usos. Yeah, what a heritage that is. And James says, Brock Lesnar is a perfect character. Uh, James likes Reigns' traits, saying he's smiling after taking a beat and you feel more for Reigns after seeing him as a family man. Reigns won us all over from this 24 programme, which they should have cut up in segments and put on Raw. Indeed, yes. And overall thoughts, Dwayne liked the Hell in a Cell. You liked the Hell in a Cell. And I enjoyed it all. Um, we've got Fatal 4-Way next, and that's Rollins, Ambrose, Reigns, and Orton. We talk about an un, uh, an Ambrose Hill turn, three or three eventually turns, and we're ahead of the game. And the next episode is NXT Unstoppable. So Dwayne went. So can you explain, why was Dwayne on the first couple of episodes, Dan? And, and why did we start the podcast anyway? I mean... It's a weird one, isn't it? You know, it is a weird one because I think we originally started it at Dwayne's flat, yeah. and you know, I think you just turned up with your laptop one day, and we was <laughs> watching a bit of wrestling yeah. in the background, and yeah, we just started talking about it. You was recording it, and it kind of went from there, really. Yeah, I know. We, we showed up there. I mean, I, I don't have met Dwayne. I mean, he, you know, he never came to any kind of wrestling with us, but we were there. We set it up. 
he did a couple and then the third time I think we went around somewhere with him and he wasn't up for it really was he so we were just like okay right we'll we'll, we'll try and move on uh and well I'll explain Jared because he joined in the next episode and Jared was the kind of guy who we'd known for a long time as well been friends with and he was into wrestling a, a bit more di- different kind of, not really WWE at the time was it it's more kind of like TNA and stuff like he that. was yeah because as you'll discover on the next few episodes of Jared was with us he was a huge Samoa Joe AJ Styles Sanjay Dutt Christopher Daniels mm. kind of fanboy yeah he would have known anybody every in to WWE and it's kind of a shame that you know it didn't really work out I suppose but uh, we're, we're joined by Jared for the first time ever on episode 3 and Dan gave up on WWE when Goldberg was defeated bit of a shock yes indeed and you know you still put that in my face by forcing me to watch WCW nowadays after Goldberg's been defeated <laughs> yeah but, you know, again, Jared was an NXT virgin as well. So, you know, after all, I'd seen a bit of it. I don't I don't think I'd actually seen any NXT up to that point. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So, you start watching that with Jared, and then the then moment was Payback 2015. And the Forever, which is anything, anytime, and it was Hogan versus Goldberg. Well, Dan hates on Ambrose's DDT, the Dirty Deeds. I quite like it now. <laughs> Do you like it? Have you yes. turned from that yeah, now? We've got Ambrose doing it. Another one of my guys, Andrade, or CN, the 311 boy, he does the Hammerlock DDT. I think it is, there's some good variations of it. Well, Jad hadn't seen the WWE for two to three years. Yes, and uh, the New Day. Well, who are they? They were three failed guys, joined a faction, started off good, turned bad because they was booed, and now they're... The faces, the faces. Yeah, without a doubt. And Cesaro and Kid versus New Day was a very good match. Yeah, uh, Jared liked the chemistry between the two teams. And Jared, uh, James likes tag teams that look like teams, kind of opposed to two wrestlers joining forces. And uh, I'm a kind of exactly, you know, I, I still believe that to this day. Yeah, and your match of the night was the Cesaro and Kid versus the New Day. Yeah, and I mean. We don't like the tag team belts. We still don't like them. We explain who Bray Wyatt is to Jad and who the Wyatt family is as well. Yeah, uh, it was quite a revelation for him. Um, you talk about Ryback and Wyatt pounding each other in the ring. Mm, well, Dan predicts Rusev won't last. He'll be another Kozlev and Lana will be a diva before long and she will have an American accent. So Rusev didn't last, Dan, did he? He didn't know, and I haven't got a Happy Rusev Day t-shirt no, no, at home. No. Yeah, right. I do get one All or two right. things well, wrong. Cena is building up to the US, uh, building up the US Championship with his Open Challenge that he had. But the Open Challenge, Jared was very, very disappointed in the ending, and I said, "Well, why are they repeating the Umar end to the title match yeah, that they fair. had? What was it? Nine years before? Exactly, yeah. Well, they proved wrestling is predetermined by having the US flag above the ring rolled out and not the Russian flag. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we called the end on kayfabe. Well, Barrett looked like a right twat dressed in the king of the ring gear. <laughs> yeah, he did. He really did. And Jan and Dan liked Randy Orton and Dan liked Randy Orton's tight-rip body for the third episode running. And James liked Ambrose, but... I preferred Reigns from The Shield. He's got a lot of potential and it actually helped watching Reigns during the 24 episode as well because it gives you a good insight and, you know, he is all about family. Right about family. Well, Orton was powerbombed through the table and recovered quickly. 
James loves the Ambrose. Is the Superman, Superman punch copyrighted? I, I mean, that's a question. Is it copyrighted? I don't know, because Hulk Hogan was the incredible Hulk Hogan. And he actually got that copyrighted from yeah. Marvel, so... Yeah, I, I know someone's going to say, well, Superman's not real. I know that, but, you know, the people that created a Superman, would they copyright that? I'm not sure. Well, would they have to cover up Strowman's Superman tattoo? Yeah, I mean, that would be true, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be quite difficult to do. Well, after Rollins hits the pedigree, Jack can see Triple H in the new generation. Yes, and Jared's match of the night was the Fatal 4-Way, which well, it was a thoroughly enjoyable match, actually. Yeah, you want Kane to end Kane at WrestleMania, his retirement match, basically. Yes, and they haven't listened to me yet. Well, NXT, February 2014, and it's the sixth takeover, Unstoppable. Yeah, Jared, I have to explain that Kevin Owens is big and Sami Zayn's a little one. And I have to give the history as well of El Generico and Kevin Steen, but on the independent scene. Yes, and we discover that NXT is a proving ground to get to the WWE. Yeah. And my favourite on NXT is Tyler Breeze. He comes out of a selfie stack and he's a twat, but you love his character. I really do. Breeze v Balor, normal contender. Balor comes out as the demon. Well, Jared's <laughs> first thought is Pokemon. And I said he's like the boogeyman wrestler. Yeah, he's very unique, like Jeff Hardy. And it's our first height exaggeration. I think that was about uh, 100 hours on the first podcast. Third podcast. It was about 500 hours on the first podcast. Uh, Jad would take Seamus fishing because he's a little big Seamus Liverpool fan, not just because Jared is. Yes, and who, so who would be your best wrestler to take fishing? And not in a, you're trapped out in the ocean on a boat for 16 hours and no one can hear you scream kind of fishing. Well, but... you've got Bobby Fish. <laughs> who would be good or you've got um, John Tento or Earthquake when he went to WWE known as just Shark you might take him there uh, as entertainment wise I don't know Dan who would you take fishing is, is that you for missing by the way or is that not fishing for sweet corn because no, that's one of Jared's sayings as well <laughs> no I think it was just fishing you know someone that you could sit next to a lake for a few hours for you know just chatting away well, I, I suppose it would probably be um, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yes, because he's a vegan, and he thinks anything would injure fishes. So oh, I'd, so you'd be um, cutting your promos whilst you're doing that. Yeah, indeed. that'd be quite cool. Fickle. Yeah, I'll take Drew McIntyre. Uh, double foot stomp finisher for Balor, and James doesn't like it. It's dangerous, and I still think that if you come down with all your weight, it is quite dangerous. Yes, but if you see he bends his knees at the bottom and, you know, it's not injured anyone like the buckle bomb which dislocated Balor's shoulder... Or the Tombstone Power Driver, which kind of buggered up yeah, draws. Yeah, the Power Bomb, which has been botched a few times. The GTS, which has broken people's uh, cheekbones. You know, any move's dangerous if not done correctly. And Balor does it correctly because, as you see him land, he takes out all the impact by actually going down on his knees. Uh, well, I mean, I know you're part of the Balor Club, and this is going to help you because Balor isn't one for the future. And I picked Tyler Breeze. If he's a couple of inches tall, he could be the next Shawn Michaels. And I really like him. And Mitch Ballard could be a big star. And he's different. And that's quite good. But with Breeze, there was so much potential there. And just like I say, just if a couple of inches taller, he would have done it. Yeah, but you say he could have been the next HBK. He should have been going to be the first Tyler Breeze. Without a doubt. But I, I completely agree with you there. <laughs> Indeed, yes. And Charlotte <laughs> Flair versus Bailey, and your favourite diva or woman wrestler, as it is politically correct now, is Bailey or maybe Paige. And you want to hug Bailey 
maybe more. And James, this goes to prove that you was the perv first. I know you kind of not built really, me up as the not perv. Not really, not really, because I like strong women. You see, I think that's what I was trying to get across. Uh, and Jared says that his favourite of all time was Eddie and Rey Mysterio. But he does love Divas after that match. Yes, and Baron Corbin is the new big dude. And Rhino is getting shorter, but he's getting wider. <laughs> James says Corbin has the look of someone that is going to get a big push. And I mentioned that Rhino Spear Jericho through the SmackDown setting. And it was changed after that. It was back in 2001. Yes, and Jared backs you up and, you know, you both state that Corbin is definitely going to get the monster push as he has the talent and the look. He does have the talent and the look. Do you think cutting his hair has kind of taken away his thing or do you think dressing up in a suit and kind of straying away from that? Yeah, that kind of, it's like corporate cane, isn't it? Yeah, for me it didn't really work. But we've had one of your favourites on the episode as well. We did, yes. We had a tag team title match and it was Cunzo, or Enzo as he's known, and I said he looks like DDP and Big Cass, who looks like Test, Test, he looked like Test. And James can't believe how popular they are. And they're going against Blake and Murphy. The champs are Blake and Murphy. You don't know their first names. And you are a big fan of your man, Buddy Murphy, from the beginning, aren't you? You don't really much about them, to be fair. And you really like Enzo and Cass. Yes. I mean, if it's just to get one over on you, then I will do. Uh, Dan, not knowing Big Cass, and uh, already compares it to this, like you said. And I called Alexa Bliss Alicia. I mean, again, they are just debuting, you know. And this is the first time that you saw Alexa Bliss. So, you know what I mean? It's like, you know. Uh, versus Lynch as the NXT women's match, which was brilliant. And I said, Banks one of the best in WWE. She has a look, talent, and she's fit. Well, I went on to say, well, I thought weren't, looks weren't everything to do with it. Ah, that's ain't different. You see, I think she's fit where the salt calls, but also looks have everything to do with it in WWE. You don't see many not beautiful women. And you also go on to say that we could have a really good Divas division in a couple of years, and that was quite a good call because the women's wrestling has never been stronger after having their well, very own pay-per-view. Exactly. And branching out on their own. And back then, Dan liked the Bellas because only there's... But only because, why did you like the Bellas for? Well, because there is two of them. Well, I'll take Paige and Banks any day over the Bellas. Well... We are trying to enjoy wrestling then for no reason. Uh, so, Jared, Becky's ginger and Irish, would you rather take a fish in? Jared said yes. And we get the first ever This Is Awesome chant that we've heard for the women. And, uh, of course, we're all very impressed with the match. And Owens versus Zayn is our main event. Yes, and I thought that Owens looked a lot like Husky Harris. Oh, dear. Well, he first saw him, he thought, what the fuck? And uh, he is, Kevin Owens is a big lad, you know, but I do love the character. And you went on to say that Sami Zayn is the best music in WWE. I don't think it's that catchy. It's really catchy. I remember you saying, I can't catch you at all. And you go, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Dan saw a lot of innovative wrestling and Dan and Jad both liked it. Yes, and uh, Samoa Joe comes down at the end, and Joe Watch has begun. Wow. That used to be a segment for us. I know, unbelievable. Joe got very excited, and Dan's favourite bit was Balavis Breeze and the Divas match. Yes, uh, Jared's favourite match was Enzo and Cass versus the other two dudes. Yep, uh, and... And, of course, Joe coming in. Yeah, I mean, Joe coming in was good. Goldberg versus Hogan. Uh, who would win versus... Uh, who would win Austin Goldberg? 
Well, I said Goldberg. And I said Austin, and I still stick with Austin. Do you still stick with Goldberg? I still stick with Goldberg as well. Uh, WWE shot themselves in the foot with this match. It was a Nitro, could have made money on paper, but wanted to, but uh, wanted with the Monday Night Wars to make Nitro bigger. I said Hogan made a good heel. And could Goldberg survive nowadays? And you asked if he could have another streak. Uh, out of the three things, what was the favourite? Jazz was NXT main event. I liked the WCW and mainly the NXT as well. And I liked it all because I basically put it together. All right, so we won't do every episode. Otherwise, we will be here as long as the old podcast used to be. I mean, we've already done just over half hour, so fuck knows how long this podcast going to go on. But we're live. It's the 200th episode. We're just going to look at the ones that defined us. We had episode four, which was No Way Out 2004, Chamber and Money in the Bank. Yeah, had episode five, which was a Dusty Tribute. Episode six was WCW Heat. 98. Sorry, I nearly interrupted you there. Episode 7 is Money in the Bank slash TLC slash NXT. And episode 8 was Beast in the East slash St. Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't know why the podcast went on for so long when you consider I tried to get three events into one podcast. But for St. Valentine's Day, Massacre is like a three-hour pay-per-view and Beast in the East was like two hours. I was like, no, I'll stick it all together. Uh, episode 9 was an interesting one, though, because we discussed eating Doritos before the opening song. Yes, and then July the 6th, Legendary Stories of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, now was Battleground. And Forever was the Great American Bash. What did you think of that then, now and forever kind of thing that we were doing? It was a, it was a right concept, wasn't it? But like I said, we just didn't have enough time, really, you know? I, I don't think I fully understand it, the, what was considered a then, now and a forever. Well, a forever... Uh, and then moment was a moment for the past maybe you haven't seen before. Now would have been a moment in wrestling now, like an episode of NXT. And a forever moment would be a, 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 an event so legendary that you can never forget, like the King of the Ring 1998 match or uh, like we did in that one, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I'm trying to defend myself, but we don't need to, really. I mean, that, that's kind of it, you know. But you announced the Divas Revolution, Team Bad... Team Bella and PCB. Yeah, they lasted a long time, didn't they? And we get Joe Watch officially on this episode as well, which, of course, would turn in to NXT Update. Yes, and Jared goes on tape to say, Joe will be heavyweight champ. I haven't seen it yet. No, not, not yet, not yet. The first time filled with Renee Young, which was Paul Rudd style on it. Uh, we get Battleground kickoff. Yeah, Barrett and Truth, both jobbers at the moment. And we get the first ever mention of Wilbur Schneider. Oh, who, the, who was uh, Wilbur Schneider? Schneider was the guy who uh, who created the abdominal stretch back in the, the 1930s. Uh, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we do on the podcast like that. Uh, I mean, I mean, surely when I think about it, don't call me Shirley. We we have hundreds of, of different things that you know. Uh, I mean, rumor has it, Dan. Rumor has it that we've been doing all this shtick for a bit too long now. And we should change it up, but you know, I think we should continue with it. What do you reckon? I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll see. I mean, if we get in trouble, you know, and we have to kick out, uh-huh. we will do. But at the moment, us two. Two. Are happy with it. Indeed. <laughs> so I gave you a lot of work then. I didn't mean to. Uh, Dan reckons Reigns could be a main eventer. You were right. Brief fucks up during the match, which, again, is no real surprise what happened there. Uh, I smashed Dan when it came to predictions on that show. Uh, yeah. fa- Favourite match was Jared. Uh, for Jared was Owens v Cena. Mine was Lesnar versus Rollins. And uh, Reigns Wyatt was my favourite. We went on to episode 10 and it was the Rowdy Roddy Piper special, yeah. unfortunately, he had passed away. 
No, big man. Uh, episode 11 now this week in WWE. Uh, forever. Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, forever was the first ever ladder match. And it was the first ever SoundCloud on, on your, your phone. phone. So <laughs> we've, we've done that a while. Episode 12, we announced a few changes. We will be weekly instead of fortnightly. And then we watched the second ever ladder match. Yeah. And uh, now we'll be Paige on Austin's podcast, Table 3, Piper, Orndorff, and Mean Gene, and Joe Watch versus Rhino. And then our forever slam 2013, Punk versus Lesnar and Cena versus Brian. Yeah, what a, what a SummerSlam that was. And SummerSlam 95, it was 20 years ago. And Jared gave 9 out of 10 for the ladder match. Yes, and we had a new segment start and it was Dan's Dream Debuts. And 16 years ago, it was Y2J's debut on Raw. And James, you watched this live and you was freaking out. You didn't know who Jericho was, but you was happy with the crowd. And this is the kind of trick with talent. Even if they're not getting used right in the company, if you treat them and bring them in as a star to your company, then people will regard them as star. Because if you look at the man we talked about earlier, you know, Jab being a fan of TNA and Impact and all that kind of stuff. If you look at the guys that were there, you wouldn't have said, oh, they're all going to be on the main roster and big. But because WWE treated them like superstars when they came across, it kind of made the characters. Um, would be a dream debut be a thing that you would look, you know, try to revive now? I mean, there's a segment that we had, like, sporadically, but... I don't know, you know, we might bring it back yeah. every once in a while. It could crop up just like um, our controversial characters episode yeah. does, you know, three times in 200. Yeah, exactly. Uh, NXT 290 is Joe versus Rhino. Dan is still not sold on Samoa Joe. I think that's because his matches, they were just squash matches lasting, what, three minutes at most, and you didn't really get a chance to see what Joe could deliver. Yeah, Austin podcast with Paige. We both enjoyed it. And Table for Free, which they put on the network, re- well, kind of, you know, highlighted it recently with Mean Jeans passing, uh, was great with old school stories, uh, highly recommended. Yes, and we watched two SummerSlam matches and we loved them both. Jared preferred Lesnar versus Punk. I preferred the main event, Triple H, Pedigree and Brian, and then Orton cashing in at kind of the start of all four. Well, Jared liked the ladder match and uh, Dan and James liked Table for Free. Episode 13 and... SummerSlam 2000. Uh, we, we get the original Phenom versus Beast build up as well. What was the main event to SummerSlam 2005? Was it Michaels versus Hogan? And Michaels chronically oversold, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And the Forever Dan picks uh, from Raw 2004 is Orton versus Benoit for the WWE Championship. Yes, because he is tight and ripped. Yeah. Episode 14. There was no then, now, and forever. It was just a now moment. SummerSlam 2015. Episode 15, NXT TakeOver. So, Lem was TakeOver. Now it was this week in WWE and the aftermath of SummerSlam. And Forever was September 4th, 1995. That's the first Nitro. The reason we were doing WWE this week because we promised ourselves to only watch WWE Network-based content. And that was allowed us to watch the highlights from Raw SmackDown and discuss it. And obviously, since then... We kind of scrap that rule a little bit, you know. <laughs> we discuss whatever we want because this isn't the WWE Network review. It's a WNR podcast. And the WNR stands for White and Rollins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After 200 episodes, they're finally going to know what the podcast stands for. And Dan established his love for Alexa Bliss in episode 15. Yes, but still no mention of your love for your man, Buddy Murphy, through the match of Murphy and Blake versus the Vaudevillians. But you do start your love for the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger, as he had a match against Apollo Crews. Yeah, Uh, episode 16, controversial characters. 
I just start with Hulk Hogan and the three of us decided that it actually wasn't fair that we thought he was a controversial character. If we'd have done the podcast a couple of years later. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, Jared, I don't think he quite got the point because he was doing kayfabe <laughs> yeah. controversy. Do you remember that? <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed to that. So, you know, he moved on to Michael Cole. So <laughs> it was not controversial. No. So, you know, it was no, fair. That was hilarious because we used to, like, not run for it. We used to record and then do it. Yeah. And when we we saw Jared's list, oh, my God. I mean, I don't want to talk about ill of, of Jared, but Dan, you put Stone Cold and Brian Pillman with a gun. And we said, not it fair. Wasn't fair, no. Huh? I think it was a bit of a storyline that kind of went just over the yeah. top. You went on to the Metal Man. Yeah, of course, with Elizabeth and, and story. Rumour has it, like we said earlier. Rumour has it. With uh, Stephanie and stuff like that. You can go back and listen to it, of course. Uh, and again, Jad, the million-dollar man trying to buy the title. But we kind of caught on to what he yes. was doing, so we put more focus on the slave and... You know, we kind of... You try to help him out a little yeah. bit there. Uh, I like China. Uh, I picked China and mentioned uh, watching a couple of China pornos just for research, you know. Yeah, just for research. No, but because the thing is, I didn't think she was controversial, but kind of everybody else, well, you know, WWE did. And like we said, she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, you know. Yes, and I go on to say, well, I don't think it was China's fault. And it won't take her death to get her <laughs> uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, we all say yes for China being on still waiting for her now my next point was uh the love triangle which was edge hardy and lita uh jared had vincent man but again he didn't have enough evidence to kind of back it up even though you know it, it would have been difficult to argue with again we pointed out not fair and we end with probably the most controversial character in all of wwe history and that is chris benoit yeah and none of us want him in the hall of fame i mean that was a big discussion we had in the early podcast of should we feature should we talk about him in that way it's kind of changed now isn't it because at that time it was like i don't know we felt a bit taboo and whatever but now it's like yeah, we have been our matches on nitro and it's just kind of a thing i suppose uh episode 17 uh the german intro and i oh, remember the german intro Dan? oh yeah yeah i remember the germans. the germans are here we're here and we're back for episode 200 and it's uh, fantastic to be back how are you doing down on the 200th episode i am great yeah yeah it's fantastic yeah it's nice that he's got us here and you're keeping it what you're telling me to go now i have to go bye bye everybody bye bye Oh, that was the uh, German oh, guys, yeah, there, nice to see him. Nice seeing him. But our then moment was Unforgiven 2006, and it is DX versus McMahon's and Big Show, and Trish's last match versus Lita on the same yeah. card. Unforgiven 2006 is a great pay-per-view. Just go check that matches out on that. It's a really, really good card. Yes, you get to see Vince McMahon's head buried in the yeah. Big Show's ass. That's Kalito and Randy Orton as well, isn't it? And that was really good. Uh, now moment was the Austin podcast, Edging Christian, and NXT's... D-R-T-T-C. Dusty Rhodes, Tag Team Classic. Well, at least one of us knew what it was. <laughs> yes, and uh, our forever moment was One Night Only, 97. Well, all on watch with Dan. Uh, 2006, oh yeah, versus Carlito, great RKO. And this is where you admit you fucked up on the main event of Unforgiven, Cena versus... It wasn't anybody's fault, but as I've said before, James is the editor. James is the man who does a recording. So it was James's yeah. fault. I mean, I, like Dan's just said, I do everything basically on this podcast, and yet he will hold me responsible saying, out of 200 episodes, only one fuck up. 
in episode, you know, six, 17. And you fuck that up. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes. But we did debut something in its place, though, Dan. Well, it gave birth to the legendary game of Elephant or F1. Yeah. And I think in tribute to BMW R200, and, of course, just seeing the debut of Elephant F1, let's play a game, Dan, of... Elephant or F1. Yeah, so here we go. Take it away. Oh, that's a difficult one. I would say that is an elephant. That was indeed elephant. Yeah. Should we do two or three? Two or three? Yeah. All right, so go on. (laughs) Fucking hell. That's a tough one. I'm going to say, because it's a 200 episode, I reckon... That's a video clip of an F1 car. You was right, but you was wrong because it was out and Senna's F1 car oh. just before it hit the wall. Wow. That is, that is wow. Well, let's move swiftly on. I want that two out of three. Uh, episode 18 was the Night of Champions special. Episode 19, our forever moment was Bad Blood 97. Yeah, Joe Watch was Ballot and Joe Vienzo and Cass at the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. We're still not sure on the coup de grace for Ballot. Episode 20, and that was a Mr. Gleebles mm. intro, and yeah. that was Dan <laughs> Gleebles. <laughs> it still makes me crack up right now. I love it. Because when you, uh, you sold me on it, I was like, what the fuck? You're telling me you're changing your surname. What the fuck is Dan Gleebles anyway? <laughs> Uh, MSG special we had on there as well. Yes, and episode 21, it was the first appearance of Oscar. A very good debut, and we was impressed. Yeah. And Nia Jack- Jax was debuting next week. We had the announcement of that. Episode 22, and we're all going to Rev Pro, and a certain Drew McIntyre is going to be there. Ooh. And we said we'll report more on that in a future episode. And uh, Well, James obviously hasn't yeah. shut up about me. No, no, Drew yeah, McIntyre. yeah. I guess we never did that. Um, something different. Uh, one with Jared, NXT Battle Royale, and one with Dan, Stone Cold Podcast with Lesnar. So you kind of thought you'd single us out and play us off against each other. And you had, obviously, the NXT Battle Royal, which I believe Apollo Crews won that, didn't he? Apollo, I think he did, yeah. Then we had Halloween Havoc 99 Goldberg beating Sting. And then our forever moment was No Mercy 2002, Kane versus Triple H and the infamous Katie Vick kind of story angle and oh Lesnar versus Undertaker. I think that was Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it was indeed a brutal match. And then Danny Burch's first appearance as well. And we just kind of overlooked the fact that Danny Burch was there not knowing what he'd go on to. But episode 23 and it was Hell in a Cell 2015. And we start off with a song, My Little Uppercut. My little has the sweetest smile. Dear little uppercut. You cut me off again. Yes, and <laughs> we also started the hashtag, hashtag Jared loves Samoa Joe, which I think turns into hashtag Jared betrayed Samoa Joe. Yeah, he, he, in the end, he betrayed Samoa Joe and turned his back on him. Absolutely disgusting stuff there. Episode 24, and it was another comedy start, and it was my birthday podcast. It was the first ever kick out. Uh, I wonder who's done that more between the two of us, you reckon? Who's done the uh, more? 
Uh, <laughs> or, or is it like it is on the podcast and just a hundred percent, you know, fifty percent straight down the middle? You know what I mean, fifty-fifty. It, it must be, yeah. Yeah, I said he should team up Bo with a talent like Curtis Axel. I was bang right about that. Yes, and my forever moment was the Survivor Series 2002, the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, and uh, we had the famous Rob Van and Jad went what, <laughs> which is great. Episode 25, not 25, because Take a Special is 25 podcast extra. And we get the Seth Rollins theme to start. And it's not an episode as Take a Special is the episode, yeah. but it's just kind of like a, a first ever podcast extra. Exactly. A bit uh, of news that had broken. And the news breaking was Seth Rollins was injured, has to relinquish the title, and he was out for six to nine months. And there's going to be a tour Survivor Series for the next champion. Yeah, and uh, episode 25, the Untaker Special. Now, we've got different, uh, I think, like I said, we usually, you know, we disagree sometimes. Episode 25, I think, is a quite a controversial podcast in itself, episode 25. Episode 26, Untaker Part 2, and episode 27, Part 3. Because I really, really enjoyed him, but you've got other other opinion about this, haven't you? I just thought we'd watched far too much Undertaker. You know, we're 25 episodes in, and we'd been, you know, watching a bit of everything, and I think to watch... We must have watched at least eight to ten hours. At least twelve to fourteen hours of Undertaker stuff, and I, I just by the end of it, I actually hated the Undertaker. Not in a, I hate him. He's had terrible matches. He's a terrible gimmick. But just I've seen too much of him. Yeah, but the thing is that it changed us up uh, on the podcast was when we were, you know, it was a lot of bit of you kind of fucking around a little bit, you know, laughing, joking, it was all good. And I think with 25, kind of turned down Serious Alley and I think the kind of productions went into it and the kind of reception as well. It's one of, like, it's kind of our biggest early on episode, you know, it kind of really stepped out of the mark and kind of delivered in kind of, you know, people listening to it. And I think without 25, I don't think the WNR podcast would be what it is right now, you know, as opposed to what it could have been back then and what it will be forever. We talked about that, so for a, let's just stop for a second and, you know, like I say, a lot of history, and let's discuss some, uh, I think we should just discuss some bold calls. So we move on to bold calls, and we start off back in 2015. Dan said, Rusev will be a joke, and Lana will have an American accent before long. Yes, James, and uh, happy Rusev Day to you too. Yeah, happy Rusev Day, and uh, has Lana got an American accent now? Oh, she might have a little bit. <laughs> she might have a little bit. Well, number two, James, and you chose Tyler Breeze more likely to succeed over Finn Balor. Yeah, well, to be fair, I mean, I was anti-Balor from the very start, and if Tyler Breeze was a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, then I'm sure he would have made it in the main roster. I mean, that's only one thing I said, though, you know what I mean? I couldn't have said anything else that wrong. You said, could Goldberg survive nowadays? Exactly, and look what happened there, you know? I know, he just completely steamrolled through Kevin Owens, embarrassed Brock Lesnar, not once, but twice. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, it didn't survive. No, to be fair, you're right. Yeah, but you said, could he have another streak? And he went on a streak, winning matches in under two minutes. Uh, I suppose, suppose. Um, you know. Well, you did explain the whole lot thing with my family, which is released later this year. Yeah, I know, and that was way back, so that's four years ago now. Uh, you you marked Finn Balor as one for the future. He the, the, won the Universal and NXT Championship, of course. 
Well, yeah, and you you know, also, that was pretty much first sight of him as well. Yeah, and you also said that Ambrose would turn heel as well, which you were right about. Three years later. Yeah, I know, yeah, three years. You said Rousey would work in wrestling before she even made her debut in wrestling. Oh, what can I say? But you said Charlotte Flair would be a 16-time champion. She's seven-time champ now. Nine times off. And how many? How long has she been in it? What, four years? Four years, if that. Yeah, exactly. It's not bad. Well, you said Corbin is definitely going to get the monster push. And a future heavyweight champion. Look, uh, what I meant by well, the Corbin and NXT that was on breaking ground could have definitely made it. I feel that the the Corbin that is now there is there's no chance. But back then, go back and watch breaking ground. Go see him on early NXT, and you know the the lone wolf was definitely one. Then obviously it never worked out. Yes, and uh, he did come close though. He did have the money in the bank briefcase. Yes. Uh... You said Stardust is a jobber. And Stardust was a jobber, and that's why Cody Rose quit his job, you know? We both called it Shield Reunion, so it's a good job on that. Yeah, that was, what, 2015? When did they finally reunite? 2018, later part of 2018? Yeah, 2017 and then 2018 again, yeah. And we both said that we doubt Neville could pass as a heel. And that kind of proved us wrong when he was Cruiserweight champion. And he's one of the best heels, and look what he's like on Twitter now. Uh, you said AJ Styles coming to the WWE. He joined two months later. A bit of inside information there. Well, yeah, you know, that's me and Vince Russo sending the DMs to each other. Because, of course, as you know, you know, I'm friends with him yeah, very on good Twitter. Friends, yes. And Jazz. <laughs> True story. And we've been retweeted by Tanker and Bob Holly. <laughs> and, and lots of others, Jim Duggan. I mean, we could go on about Twitter. But no way, Jose. No way, Jose. I remember that. Ricochet, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we will talk about board calls. Uh Another bold call you made. They should team up Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Um, in 2015, they did team up in June 2017 as the Miz and then as the B team after and won the Tag Team Championship. Exactly. So I definitely saw some potential there. You also went on to say HBK will never wrestle again. And he did at the for, uh, for $3 trillion that he got for the event. And I hope he's happy about that. But said DX will never reform. And they did for the Royal 25th anniversary. Then for wrestling, of course, it was, you know, like we said, the money-grabbing event. And you said that Dwayne would be on the WNR 100. We spoke about Dwayne and Jared. And like I said, I still thought we might be in contact with them. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. We moved on to uh, 2016. And Daz and Ambrose is the future heavyweight champion. He won the title five months later. Yes, and you said that uh, return, and he did pretty much, I think it was 11 months later, at the 2017 Royal Rumble. Then he returned for a proper full roster run later on in that year, I believe. Yeah, and you said they need a cruiserweight league. Four months later, the CWC was born, and that changed our lives forever. For the good. Yes. yes. Well, and bad with Enzo, but we won't get into that. You said Ty Dillinger will be a future champion. You didn't specify which championship he'll hold, but I think he has held none. Yeah, well, yeah, but they've not used the Ty Dillinger character correctly. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Not using it correctly. He comes out at the Royal Rumble number 10. I mean, if that's not using it correctly, James, I don't know what it is. And what about for the rest of the year? He gets injured by Randy Orton. Well, well, you did say you'd like to see Cena versus Styles down the road at maybe Royal Rumble 2017. And they did. And they had probably my match of the year. Yeah, it was your match of the year as well. And you said they need a secretary NXT title. 18 months later, the North American title is born. And even before that, like, the NXT UK Championship was used as a kind of secretary title on NXT as well. 
Yes, indeed. And uh, the last call was Seamus and Cesaro aren't a proper tag team. Well, look, okay, I'm going to argue, because you said I've, I've made a couple of mistakes here and there on, on the podcast, you know. But, I mean, this one, they weren't a proper tag team because they weren't dressed the same way. Like, they didn't have the same entrance music. They weren't a team. And then the bar was created. And, and there we go. They did become a proper tag team. So I don't know what they're up for. Well, you mentioned that you fucked up a couple of times on the podcast. Well, James, you admitted you fucked up on the main event of Unforgiven. Cena versus Edge, it wasn't anybody's fault, but it was your fault because you're the one in control of recording, editing, and posting. Yeah, exactly how much, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could definitely not have been my fault, and Jared was around then, but that did give birth to the most amazing... We've just got a couple of little... These aren't fuck-ups. Well, they are. Because you saw a rumour it would be Del Rio to face John Cena, but you thought it wouldn't happen, so you went for Ambrose instead. James... Would you like to tell the audience uh, who faced John Cena? It was Alberto Del Rio. Yes. And we've got, we've got a song about him as well. We sang about him in the past. We have indeed. And that didn't change your mind. You went with Ambrose <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't. But, you, you know, you think, yeah, that's only a one-off. But it's not. Because you thought Banks' mystery partner would be Bailey. Yeah. And you went against it and you went with Paige. James, would you like to tell the listeners <laughs> who it was? That teamed up with Sasha Banks. Uh, was it Bailey? It was <laughs> Bailey, yes. And, and you know, you can say, oh, yeah, that was ages right, ago. Yeah, that's ages ago. But you thought it would be Grizzled Young Vets to be the first tag team champions. I went with Grizzled Young Vets because, you know, I use my head. But you went with Mustache Mountain. James, who went? Who won the first <laughs> tag team championship? Grizzled young vets, what <laughs> was indeed, yes. <laughs> well, okay, well, free, uh, free there, you know. I mean, like we said, we both made mistakes on the podcast, but it's amazing how much you know we kind of look to the future and see how wrestling has changed. Would we be able to do that now? Look and see what would happen in wrestling in five years' time. I think it's more difficult than ever just because of how big kind of wrestling has become in that way. So, I mean, well, there we go, there's bold calls. So let's move on with the episodes, and it's uh, episode 28. Well, before we get on to that, James, how's your head? Well, I've not had any complaints. So episode 28, Survivor Series 2015. And it is a Steve Austin intro, which we done and we expertly nailed it. And the podcast came out before episode 27, but because that was the Undertaker trilogy, we kind of put it. Uh, episode 28. Yeah, and we have something very special for predictions. The butler makes his debut, and the predictions are in envelopes, so Jared and Dan can't cheat anymore. Well, I think that was mainly Jared cheating, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I don't know. episode 29, it was TLC 2015. And then we had the Christmas special. That was number 31. We had the Christmas theme opening. We had the year-end awards. And Dan, what did you do on a Christmas? Well, I have my Christmas Day wank and then I have a fry-up. And I always lose at crackers. Until I taught you the grab-the-half-a-cracker technique and you always win 100% always, of the always. time. And then I sang a fantastic Christmas song. A terrible Christmas song. But we are in the WNR. Yes, and Jared has a drink and spills something. Yeah, and I predict Dwayne will be on the pod 100. And you was also writing for Cleek Geek Friends. Well... It's weird you say Cleek Geeks because uh, there's been a, a couple of times that uh, things might have been different here in the WNR podcast and one of the reasons why I was writing for Cleek Geeks, they offered me uh, 
they they wanted me to do kind of full time with them and start a podcast. I've never I don't even think I've told you about this before. Uh, but to stop the the Darwinet review, and I refused to do it, so I just I left them, and I you know left them on bad terms as it was, and you know sometimes that happens, and it, and it's weird because I was, I was just looking through my Twitter, you know, and through other things as well, and uh, I remember a guy as well. Uh, it was the uh, Tom and Steve show wanted me to be on there uh, to do the podcast, and it's like, well, no, it's like we we kind of do this because the, you know it's it's dubbing our podcast. This is what we set out to do out to be uh, together and we've, we've had you know dozens of people asking us if we can be, be on the podcast uh you know uh, to be alongside us um and, you know there's been a few bits and pieces as well with, with people you know um ch- trying to not break up the, the double podcast it's always been easy you know and like i say you know sometimes you do see say and you think oh w- would that be and it's like well no you know the double the podcast is what it is because of us two uh and and that will and if if anybody was you know if if either Dan or I were to ever stop doing this or leave here, then the Dublin podcast as it was would, would end. You know, it, it might become you know someone might start something else, but it, it would never be what this is. And I, I would never ever do anything else, probably without Dan now either. You know, when when you think about it, like he's my uh, like. Uh, I'm the deck to your aunt. <laughs> no, you know, You're yeah. the alcoholic fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, like no, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's a double act now. And we know each other so well, we can finish each other's... Um, Sandwiches. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that's what, uh, I, mean, I, I want to talk about Dan um, a little bit more, but uh, later I will. But uh, just back with offers and stuff, that I just thought, it, you know, I, I want to kind of bring it up because I don't think it's something I've ever talked about. I've had a few arguments with other people. WWE Podcast was one that started about... Um, six months after we did and we're using basically the same graphic that we did on there and kind of taking a lot of people away from us i you know i'm not gonna i like to admit i got them shut down you know <laughs> that's, that's what i did uh you know and it's sometimes it's difficult to react to negativity but we like to have the good and the bad you know and we've had people having to go at us before but we, we can't state our opinions and the reason why the Dumbo podcast is what it is is we can say what we want it's our show uh, it doesn't get governed by anybody, you know. We've had even on a few old ones, we had a couple of adverts from other people, but we don't get told what to do. You know, we can say what we say. Dan, you can say whatever you want now, whatever it is. In time, we are live to thousands of people. Dan, you know anything you would want to say. Chris Benoit is innocent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. So you said it. Um... <laughs> so I mean, I, that was. I think I got kind of lost in a, a train of thought there. I think we just talked about the Christmas episode, but you know, 2015 into 2016, uh, we, we've jared along, you know, as a free. It, I, I don't want to say it didn't feel right, but kind of like it would progress, you know. And, and in the end of the year, episode 30 was NXT Takeover London. Uh, again, a podcast that I'm uh, an event I'm upset that we didn't actually go to, but then we started the year episode 31. Yes, and it was the Royal Rumble build-up, and we watched the then Royal Rumble, which was 99, Rock versus Mankind in an I Quit match, and it was very significant and special to you, James, because it was your first ever pay-per-view that you watched live. Oh, wow, shadow of a doubt. I remember setting a VCR time o'clock in the morning on Sky Sports, and, and having that, and I've still got the VHS as well. And you know, if you want to get on my Twitter and try and offer me some money for it, I've I've got most of the old VHS uh, wrestling events as well. Uh, and the Rumble '99, we watched it recently, and it still regains that kind of magic to me. Even though the Rumble was shit, like I will admit that 
Yeah, kind of rock of mankind. I mean, even Mark Tardis, you know, on Twitter was saying how brutal the chair shots were. And, you know, it is sickening. That's why they don't kind of show it nowadays because of how it was in that way, you know? Um, we are then my our now moment was the latest programs on the network, and we we kind of still follow the yeah. latest programs, the Edge and Christian show, the Table for Freeze, and you know so on and so forth. This is one of the things that we do, you know, when we come up with what the the, the WWE Network review or the WWE podcast was, is we always want to kind of whatever new content is on the WWE Network is to talk about it and either review it or you know if we do that and watch the watch list now always been what we do and that's where the pay-per-views are a part of it and nxt and 205 have come from as well and, and we'll always do that we have that is that some start you know even with um w24 series like in the second episode and stuff like this we always trying to watch the kind of latest content and your forever moment was uh, the rumble 1992 and of course that was rick flair wasn't it coming in at, uh number three number three and winning the wf title with a tear in his eye Indeed, yes. We also had a look at the NXT aftermath of TakeOver London, Zayn's return, and you say something I never thought you'd ever say, which is the hype bros aren't the most technical ever. Yeah, and I discovered my hate for Mojo Rawley, and 200 episodes uh, on, well, 170 episodes on, it's still going strong, and, and I like to think I'm more of a success than Mojo Rawley is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing more at a Rumble weekend than Mojo Rawley is. So I... <laughs> that is very true, yeah. Our forever moment was Raw Rumble 2000. I'm sure we'll be covering that in a bit more detail <sighs> next year. What a, what a pay-per-view that is. Uh, our now moment was Breaking Ground. Again, a great series. Still you know, available on WWE Network. Our then moment was WCW sold out. Yeah, sold out in 1999. Uh, WCW's maybe last great pay-per-view. And then on to episode 33, where our then moment was the 1988 Royal Rumble won by... Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Number 13. Yes. And forever was a Rumble timeline. No one likes a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> and our now moment was the Austin podcast. Woo! With Ric Flair and NXT. Yeah. And we go through the Rumbles to see if we can name them. Uh, and we do. And we're going to try that. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know on the Royal Rumble on Sunday if we have enough time. We I'm gonna test you, Dan, see if you've learned enough in four. Every Rumble one. Actually, whilst we're here right now, have you got any clue? So you said Jim Duggan. Who won it in '89? '89 was oh um John Studd. Yes, it was big John Studd. Yeah. Ninety Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Ninety-one Hogan. Yes. Ninety-two Flair. Yes. 93. It's your favourite WrestleMania of all time. So who was in the main event? Bret Hart. He didn't Yoko win. Yokozuna. Yokozuna won, yeah. 94. 94. You just said him. Bret. Yeah, with. Luger. Yes. 95, Shawn Michaels. Yes. 96, Shawn Michaels. Yes. 97, Austin. Mm-hmm. 98, Austin. Oh, yeah. 99, Vince McMahon. 2000, The Rock. Yes. 2001, Austin. Yep. 2002, Triple H. 2003, Lesnar. Yes, and I'll make you know, one of my early memories of you, and this is going to help you maybe think of the later ones, and Dan's got nothing in front of him about this. I remember you taking the Royal Rumble. I'm going to bring this up now. We haven't talked about it in like 20 years. Where we were. 
Yeah, Royal Rumble uh, five, no what Royal Rumble 2003 videotape that you had and you borrowed it and I never fucking saw it again do you know that I couldn't whatever happened to that videotape Dan right now we are live tell me I honestly have no <laughs> recollection of any time yes you fucking you know exactly what happened with that tape that was terrible anyway 2004 <laughs> Chris Benoit 2005 was Batista yeah 2006, Rey Mysterio. 2007, Undertaker. 2008, John Cena. Yep. 2009, Randy Orton. You're like Rain Man. (laughs) 2010, (laughs) was the 40 Man Royal Rumble. No. Was Edge. Yes. 2011, 40 Man. Mm -hmm. Alberto Del Rio. 2012, Batista. No. Ah. He he won it in record time at WrestleMania, thanks to a kiss. Sheamus. Yes. 2013 was Batista. No. No, 2013. <laughs> so this is where it gets hazy now. What's the main, what WrestleMania was it? WrestleMania, it was... I, I, I'm not very good with the... Rest, WrestleMania 29. Who won it for the second time at WrestleMania, at uh, Royal Rumble, when he faced The Rock. John Cena. <laughs> yeah, John Cena, yeah. 2014. 14 was... You said him three times now. <laughs> Batista. Yeah. <laughs> 2015 was Roman Reigns. Yeah. 2016 was Triple H. 2017, Randy Orton. 2018 for the men's Shinsuke Nakamura. For the women's, it was Oscar. Yeah, and 2019? 2019 is going to be... Oh! Oh, we'll find out that on Sunday. Very well done. And, you know, people say, that James, why did you do a podcast? It was to teach Dan every single Royal Rumble winner. <laughs> if you can take anything away from this podcast after 200 episodes, it is that uh, I can nearly name all the Royal Rumble's winners with a bit of prompting. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it's all about, really. You I was going to do my prepping kind of nearer to the Royal Rumble, you know, Sunday morning, but... As if it'll be put on the spot, they that good. Wow. Yeah. Well, I did it. So, episode 34, we move on to. Yes, and it was Hogan and Sting and Royal Rumble 2008. Yeah, Dan got the numbers 1 to 30. We all pick a number and back the choice and follow them for six months. The Rumble Random Fan Number. and it didn't work out well because I ended up having like Mark Henry, so that wasn't good. I had Curtis Axel. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, Episode 35 was the 2016 Royal Rumble. Won by Triple H, of course. (laughs) (laughs) We know all the winners now. Episode 36, Andre versus Hogan. Uh, we had No Way Out 2000. NXT. And Dan is not the biggest fan of Elias. The guitar playing douche, yes. as I refer to him. And the GPD. And that's why we call him GPD. 37 was the Bret Hart special. You didn't remember doing a Bret Hart special, did you? I didn't know. It just completely <laughs> went from my mind. Yeah. Uh, episode 38, then Shield versus White's at Elimination Chamber 2014. CM Punk had just left and I was broken hearted and then I saw the Shield versus the Whites and it kind of made me fall back into love with professional wrestling again. Our now moment was Daniel Bryan's goodbye after he wasn't cleared to wrestle due to his injury. The Dudley's heel turn and Titus getting hugging Vince McMahon, I believe. Yes, it was very, very suspicious. And Forever was, of course, No Way Out 2007. 
Yes, uh, on to episode 39, Fast Lane 2016 was the pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, we'll find out Ice Cubes were not a game changer. Jingle jangle. Uh, do you believe back in the day when we first started, you used to eat pizza during the podcast? And then it was like, oh, <laughs> that's changed since then. Yes, we were still using the butler. Yeah, yeah. And Jazz Dream matches AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio, which we still haven't seen. No, and you go on to say Ray could possibly return. He did about a year later at the Royal Rumble. Yep, that was then... partly a bold calls we were talking about earlier. And it was the first ever Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. And Dan started it. I did, yeah. I just thought I'd like, you know, I'd like to put that in there. And I, re- I realised it was the first podcast we saw Ziggler on the main card after, <laughs> after 39 episodes. And also you mentioned some fella called... Shinzuki Nakamura yeah. he's a Japanese guy that has just signed yeah. I wonder what would happen with him what would happen you know and uh, Dan said they need a cruiserweight league, cruiserweight league and of course the, the CWC started I wasn't a fan of the Bellas and they have to get on top by getting on top get it Yes, and uh, during the women's match, we get far too sexual. Uh, we won't go into no, too much detail. I, I fear we might have gone completely the other end now, but you know, we try our best. Uh, and Dan's attitude to women. And this is another thing. We talked about you knowing the Royal Rumble winners. But when you first started watching, uh, and I know we talked about my attitude to it, exactly, it was kind of, you know, uh, women's wrestling was... I mean, what were your thoughts on women's wrestling when you first started watching it? When we had to watch Divas matches and, you know, NXT? Well, my first attitude to women's wrestling is bra and panties matches. Um, you know, the hardcore match where they had uh, an ironing board and makeup on a stand. And, you know, they was kind of sexual objects. You know, Trish getting walked around on yeah, a lead by yeah. Vince McMahon and so on and so forth. But my attitude has completely changed. And women's women's wrestling has never been better. You know, I've seen some of the best women's matches in the past, what, three, four years than I think I've ever seen yeah. in my life. You know, aside from the classics that Trish Stratus and Lita had, but then again, you know, I was more fixated on Lita's thong poking out of her trousers than I was then. But, you know, we, we've seen some brilliant matches and my attitude towards women is they're not sexual objects and they deserve a lot of respect uh- and what they've gone through and what they're going to go through. But I think the thing is as well is that Dan's had a lot of unfair criticism for people who said maybe that he is sexist or against women just because of things he says. And it might be things that I'm, I'm like I said, Dan says I'm doing the editing. So there might be stuff I leave in uh, a little bit that taken out of context, you know, or even stuff that I, I've said before as well. That's gone. And I, I, it's, it's one of these things that we, we, we see now with women's wrestling, women's wrestling has grown with the dub in our podcast. Uh, and, you know, it's just one of these things that we see, and, you know, if people get offended or anything we say during the Divas match, again, listen to us talking about Alex Wright, you know, and then that kind of, you know, From episode out. one, I used to constantly go on about Randy Orton being exactly. tight. So James, what are you doing with your hands? I'm I'm weighing um, Alex Wright's, anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, podcast extra. It was a very special one, and it was Return of the Mac. Shane McMahon made his triumphant return back to WWE. And I think it's been a a good. It was a good call bringing him back. Yeah, I I, I really like Shane McMahon, even though some hate him for you know putting himself over against other people. Like no one's ever done that before. Uh, and out of all of McMahon's, I think Shane's probably my favourite. And I, I've loved. I never thought he would come back. And when he did, I was really happy. And like you said, even though he's not working, you know, got anything to do with the product, uh, he's still on screen. And I think it's right that you know Shane is back. You know. 
Episode uh, 40, and our then moment was the Edge and Christian show. Yeah, we had our now moment, which was NXT. And our forever moment, which was my favourite WrestleMania, the mania that I, I used to love watching as a kid, and that was WrestleMania 9. Yeah, I mean, you really love WrestleMania 9. I can't fathom, even now, why you like one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. It's 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 like saying I'll tell you what one of my favourite events of twenty eighteen was, uh Crown Jewel. Uh, brilliant it's like Well I just remember it for the right moments, you know. It's something that got me into wrestling as a youngster, you know, seeing Doink the Clown and his flower antics. You know, you saw all the big names there as well. You had Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Tatanka, IRS, Ted DiBiase. Just a great affair. Hey, I, people have a go at the Rumble 99 saying it's not the best event, and I love that to bits. So, and I and I really like WrestleMania 15, which is probably one of the worst Mania people say as well. So, there. And you went by Shane McDan, not Vince McDan, but completely changed it out. And i got to say, the Vince McDan character, uh, or the, the Vince McDan, it's kind of been the most one of the most successful things of the whole WNR podcast, you know, kind of getting us along with uh, what you've been doing on Facebook, you know. Indeed, yes. And Facebook, you come and find our page and give us a like. We're the WWE Network Review Podcasting. Come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDonald. It's like I'm pressing a fucking button here. Um, episode, podcast section of Raw before Mania 17. But no Jared. No, Jared was yeah. starting to wane off. He was having sporadic uh, occurrences, you know, coming and going as he pleased. It's hilarious, isn't it? You pick WrestleMania 9, I pick WrestleMania 17, which is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. We scored the, uh, we scored it a perfect 10. All of us did. It was brilliant. Yeah, and um, we, we ran a little poll as well, which see what the followers thought was the best match, and it was quite a unanimous victory for Angle versus Benoit. Yeah, which is really, really surprising when you think about 44%. Uh, episode 42 was Roblox 2016. Yes, and we also watched Raw 410, which was the Raw after Mania 17. And no Jared again. Yes, and you had a dream. And if they teamed Barrett with McIntyre. Yeah, I mean, they've missed loads of opportunities with McIntyre. He was doing job out at the time. And, you know, again, I was right about that. Uh, we go on to episode 43. No Jared again, but he returns at some point. And then we get a WrestleMania, then and forever. And our now moment is NXT update. Episode 44 was the greatest Mania match. Episode 45 was a Hall of Fame 2016. NXT TakeOver Dallas. Nakamura's debut match. And I was very impressed. And I like Nakamura. And still do to this day. It's a shame what they've been used as at the moment. Episode 46, WrestleMania 32. We get a new Women's Championship. Not a Divas belt. Yes, that was kind of the start of the women's revolution. Uh, episode 47, we've had a short podcast break for about two weeks. I think we was on holiday. And we covered Spring Stampede 1999. Yep. Uh, episode 48, we uh, start off live at the O2. Jared brought a t-shirt to piss Dan off and uh, China's death. I, I can't believe China died. Episode fucking 48, you know? like I, I only thought it was like last year or something. But honestly, it's incredible. Episode 49, and it was Backlash 2003. And one of those promos uh, that the, the Rock gives kind of explains why we do the kick-out 
Uh. Which is, of course, he was backstage. Dan, you, I think you explain it better than, than I can when it comes to it. Doesn't he call Goldberg a bald-headed whisker biscuit bitch? Yeah, and he gets the chair, doesn't he? And he says, Goldberg, every time I hit you with this, this is what you can hear. You're going to hear cacao. Uh. <laughs> cacao. Uh. <laughs> so every time we hear cacao, uh. we go, uh. Uh, yeah, and he does call him Whisker Biscuit, bald-headed bitch. And The Rock's brilliant. And that night didn't help go in the slightest. No. Um, episode 50. It was payback 2016. And I rip into Enzo yet again. And then, just to prove me right in what a twat he is, he fucks himself up after an Irish rip. He was supposed <laughs> to just slide out underneath the bottom rope. But no, he catches his neck on the bottom rope, knocks himself out, Fuck knows how. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it since. And there's an absolutely brilliant YouTube clip of Simon Gott saying about Enzo Amore and just what a colossal twat yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, And I wholeheartedly agree with everything he says yeah. about Enzo. Um, you hate Enzo. That's the guy. Is that the guy you've hated the most in the WNR podcast? I think so. Yeah, I think it... I don't want to say this, but I, it, I hate Enzo more than you hate Mojo, only for the fact yeah. that Enzo's been shoved in our face oh, more. Oh, yeah. That, that 205 fucking run that he had with the Cruiserweight Championship. Was, you nearly quit that year. <laughs> that time. That was close. Having to watch 205. But I, I had the last <laughs> laugh because yes. Enzo Amore has... Everyone is thinking what I thought of Enzo from the beginning, which I just like seeing that. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, episode 49 was barely legal, 1997. And episode 50... And it is the WNR 50, and we give you our top 50 wrestlers. Yeah, we announced that Jad will be here for every pay-per-view, and it'll just be the intellectual Dan and James for the normal episodes. So let's do the WNR 50, and let's see if you can remember it, Dan, off the top of your head. <laughs> no, we got it written down here. So let's start number 50. Chris Benoit. Yeah. Number 49, J- uh, JBL. Number 48, Roman Reigns. 47, Sergeant Slaughter. 46, Million Dollar Man. 45, Yokozuna. 44, Gold Dust. 43, Jake the Snake. 42, LOD. 41, Bruno Sammartino. 40, China. 39, Seamus. 38, Big Bossman. 37, Owen Hart. 36, Mr. Perfect. 35, Jafali. 34, The Dudleys. 33, Andre the Giant. 32, British Bulldog. 31, Scott Hall. 30 was Nash. 29, The Warrior. 28, Booker T. 27, Rob Van Dam. 26, Batista. 25, Rey Mysterio. 24, The Big Show. 23, Goldberg. 22, Dusty Rhodes. 21, Piper. 20, Ric Flair. 19, Kane. 18, Jericho. 17, Mandy Rawton. That is just far. I'm sure he was up. No, he wasn't. I can't believe he got into the top 20. 16, Lesnar. Uh, 15, Foley. 14, Brian. 13, Punk. 12, Triple H. Uh, 11, Eddie Guerrero. Number 10, Macho Man. Macho Man. Uh, number 9, Edge. Number 8, Angle. Cena at 7. Bret Hart at 6. The Rock at 5. HBK, number 4. Number 3, Hogan. Number 2 was Austin. And of course, uh, number 1 was The Undertaker. Uh, Kamala. <laughs> I always love the Undertaker. And now, if you want a laugh, because listening back to it, because I went and done a bit of research through to get all the lists and all the pay-per-view scores and, you know, so on and so forth. Listening back through the episodes and our countdown of that, it was, I was actually in tears of laughter. So if you go back 
to episode 50, part two. Two. And have a listen just through the final rundown of that. It was absolutely epic. Yeah. Well, the WNR250 will bring you an updated list. We're going to add another 50 wrestlers to it. And uh, it's going to, I mean, like I say, that, that list is four years old now. So it does need redoing. So in another year's time, it will be ready to, to be done. Uh, but well, I mean, before we go too far ahead, uh, let's just take a moment to thank everyone who has listened to us and is listening now and kind of ever listened to us. Yes, well, it's quite incredible to think how big we have grown. And no Alex Wright jokes there. No, I had my hand out. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. So 2015, total listeners, this is. Uh, we had 4,869. <laughs> 69. <laughs> 2016, we had 18,800. Yeah, so we, you know, four times bigger in 2016. Great. 2017, 118,000. That's 100 times bigger. 2018, we had 668,000. Yes, and uh, that's Alex Wright size kind of move on. And in 2019, we've had 43,000. That's before the dub in our January part two. Two. Which of course came out on Wednesday, and like I said, we've got uh, live shows coming up. We're at the Rumble on uh, Sunday. We're live at 10 p.m. But let's not forget tomorrow night, Dan, at 11 p.m. We are live for Takeover Phoenix. Success around here is measured by two things: wins and championships. When it comes to NXT TakeOver Phoenix, there will be one and only NXT North American Champion. Bianca Belair challenges Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver Phoenix. Wins and championships, that's what this is all about. I will make you fade I cannot wait for NXT TakeOver Phoenix. What a, what a card it is. What an event takeovers always. Uh, but we're we're talking about um, listeners and everything like this. But what about top played episodes, Dan? This would be interesting. Well, WNR191, which was the Survivor Series Live, we had 45,000 listens. Yeah, last year. Live show. Quite incredible. Second highest, WNR153 Mania Live, 26,001 listening there. Uh, WNR 168, which was Extreme Rules 2018, we had 25,000 listeners. And WNR 174, Summertime 2018, live, was 22,000. 173, Takeover Brooklyn 3, was 21,000. WNR 145, Chamber 2018, 20k. WNR 150, which was a top 15 factions, 18,000. Uh, WNR 171, Part 2, 14,000. WNR 167, Bash at the Beach, 98, 13,000. And the WNR 142, Part 1, Rumble Live. So a lot of our live stuff is, uh, you know, like I said, great. Been listened to a lot. And we just like to thank everybody, even if you only listen to us once. You know what I mean? Even if you see the link, you click it and, you, you know, you, you tune in. Even if it's for five, ten minutes, you're not with us for the, the full journey like others are. You know, that's cool because everybody's adding to it. You know, we're just excited. We're wrestling fans just like you, you know, anybody else listening. And we, we just want to enjoy the event and, you know, maybe a little bit more on site only because now we've been watching it so closely, 
you know, since 2015 as well. But we'd just like to say thank you to everybody that's uh, listened. Uh, if you compare it to where we were at the start, Dan, it's a little bit different, you know? Yes, well, you know, you could blame Jared and Dwayne <laughs> for that. But episode one, we had 428 listens. Yep. Uh, when I remember when it first came out, uh, it like 22 listens it had for like the first month. And I was like, oh, wow, that's 22 li- people that listen to us. Uh, episode two, two was 702. Episode three was 364. Episode four, 366. Episode five was 324. And to illustrate my point, episode 25 was 1389. That was the Untaker special. Episode 26 was 1009. And episode 27 was 602. So I think everybody got a bit bored by the end of it as well to make your point across. <laughs> uh, episode 51, In Your House 1 and NXT Update. I decided we're going to watch every single In Your House event, but a bit off more than I can chew. And unfortunately, I want to go back to that, of course, at some point. Episode 52 was, we need more Dan intro. <laughs> uh, Extreme Rules 2016. And would Gibbo be taking place with the butler replace the moron exactly with the moron replace the moron we just don't know episode 53 forever was a king of ignite 96 then was raw 2010 and now was shame at man podcast episode 54 and jared is back and the legend not jared muhammad ali passed away so jared was gone for a little while and muhammad ali suspiciously passed away I'm, i'm not pointing any fingers but i suppose muhammad ali Probably knock out Jared. <laughs> but anyway, uh, UFC 199 and Brock Lesnar is going to be at UFC 200. Yeah. NXT take over the end and Jared is gone again, but then he's back for the pay-per-view. And we see the debut of the 311 boy, Andrade Cien Almas. It was just glorious. Yeah, and uh, episode 55, Money in the Bank 2011, we start with a punk pipe bomb. Hi, Colt Cabana, breaking the full fall. Episode 56, and we see Money in the Bank 2016. And Jared is back because his missus is a bitch and he needs his lad time. And Jared's missus, if you're listening to this... He thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. see her. He was episode 56. Honestly, proper slagging you off he was. Every time. I said, Jared, you can't say that about her. And he just kept doing it. Um, <laughs> Gibbo picks uh, for Money in the Bank Jericho. And Jared wants a cruiserweight title back. I mean, you know, in all the time he was here, I think he made one half-decent call. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Exactly. Uh, breaking news, Reigns has been suspended for 30 days wellness policy. Could this be down to his reported leukaemia? And that's the point you brought up, you know? Well, that is, yeah. Because, you know, I was listening to it. I think we just start going beep, 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 at the end of the episode. And we start like, breaking news. And it's like, oh. And, yeah, you know, it's... He violated the wellness policy, suspended for 30 days, didn't get stripped of his title because I think he was holding the title at that time or he was going for the title. Yeah, exactly. That was close, wasn't it? You know? so, um, so he went away, lost his opportunity. Bruce was kind of awarded it, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, he kind of had to come back from that. Uh, Laura got arrested for domestic violence as well. Yes, and Cody Rhodes doesn't re-sign with WWE. I wonder what he, he'll do with himself. Yeah, so, I mean, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? CM Punk's UFC debut is 2.03, and we all know what happened there. Yes, uh, he should have stuck with WWE. Episode 57 was Bash at the Beach, 96, and it's the formation of the N.O. And episode 58 is the NXT updates, four episodes. The start of when does NXT update start, Dan? Now! And it's only Lorcan's debut as well. And... Bliss is someone that you really like, James, and she's got a lot of talent. And Dan picks Carmella over Bliss. 
And you chose Bliss. And I mess up Tom and Todd Phillips uh, for, I think, the first time recorded because he looks like Todd Grisham and they all look kind of generic off the conveyor belt type. Episode extra, and it is probably the worst extra ever because uh, because I'm not in it. And so you have a look at UFC 200 with Brock Lesnar, and it's you and your dad. Yeah, I know it sounds strange episode here. I thought it'd be good to change it. Uh, no. So... Um, Episode 59, we had Then, Now, and the Forever was SmackDown 149, and that was seen as debut. Yes, and after a very strongly worded email from me, you brought me back. Yep. Uh, episode 60, and our Now moment is a WWE draft. Our Then moment was a Cruiserweight Classic, and our Forever moment was In Your House 2. Two! Episode 61 was WWE Battleground 2016. We drew on ourselves in the future after Raw and SmackDown. We've got a brand new Universal title, and it's Rollins versus Balor. What do you think of the Universal Championship? Have your opinion of that changed? I don't, I don't know. I just think having a champion that's hardly ever about, it's just ruining the title, really. Yeah. No, I think I, I agree with it. And it's not a pretty championship either. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, just a red strap on yeah. the WWE belt. I, you know, I think we've mentioned our favourite titles. Yeah. And I think we both prefer like the big gold the, belt. The big and... gold belt and the winged the WF1 in 2000 Attitude Era basically title yeah. belt wasn't it you know yeah uh, so they're the kind of you know ones we like episode 62 was WCW, ECW so Hardcore Heaven 97 and episode 63 and it was a new my name is James Rowland yes you actually said Rowland's that time instead of cutting the S off which I appreciate CWC and network update Episode 64 was SummerSlam 2002. Yes, and even better, episode 65, Jared is officially out. No more fucking around. You can see him. He wasn't in this 100%. I needed people who were in it. And, you know, and don't get me wrong, when Jared left, I did think, oh, shit, how long left now for Dan to go? But it just, I can't believe how good it turned into. You know what I mean? You know, we were chicken shit turned into chicken salad. You know, it's kind of the opposite of everything that we had. Fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, not in, you know, like, he didn't offer anything in the end. We we tried to help him with that, and it just it just never worked out. And even behind the scenes, with the, uh, anything involved, you know, trying to contribute to, you know, making or, you know, even what, it just it just didn't work, you know. He's gone. I can't believe he stayed that long. Uh, and on to more important things, SummerSlam 2016 Part 1. Yeah. Cena versus Styles, amazing match, match of the year, candidate. And you said you'd like to see Styles versus Cena later down the road at maybe the Royal Rumble, which you said on the bold calls. And yeah, it was a good call because I had an amazing match at the Royal Rumble. And Dan, you were on a 12-point winning streak at that time. That was when I was hot as shit, even though I was... Everyone knows I lost. To me, you're, yeah, but to me, you're still shit. Episode 65, part two, we watched the first ever Universal title match. SummerSlam is nothing compared to NXT. Nah. And episode 66 is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Two. We recap the NXT before. We have Jared's predictions, but no Jared, so we just pretty much rip them up and throw them away. Yeah, burn them forever. And Dan thinks they need another title for NXT. And like you said in bold calls, they would be one later. Yes, episode 67 was a Cruiserweight Classic second round. Episode 67, part two. Two. CM Punk's UFC debut and defeat. WNR live in London, we saw Sheamus versus Cesaro and the CWC quarterfinals. 
Episode 68, Mark, the first ever brand-only pay-per-view since changing it up again, and that was Backlash 2016. Yeah, first SmackDown Women's Championship and first SmackDown Tag Team title match. Who was the first SmackDown Women's Champion? Becky Lynch. Who was the first Tag Team? Heath Slater and Rhino. Is that the same Heath Slater and Rhino you said? And I'm sure there is no sense in the WWE putting the title on Heath Slater and Rhino... It should go to the Usos, who I believe they was fighting in that match. I don't know why you're bringing stuff up from the past <laughs> today well, of all episodes. We... It's not like we're talking about it or anything. Well, you know, I just thought I'd make people aware. Uh, uh, all right, then. Episode 69, part one. <laughs> so good, we had to 69 twice. The CWC final, network catch-up, Holy Foley, NXT catch-up. But how great was CWC? That kind of, in a time... I'm not going to say, like, we were bored, but in a kind of moment of, like, we weren't sure where the podcast was going to go. For me, the CWC was kind of just a huge explosion. It was just brilliant, you know, especially us two doing it, the way we kind of got into it, the picks. I think that's the first time the James versus Dan thing came into effect as well, because we had three picks, and it was like, okay, we're going to go. And like I said, we competitive. I didn't know that. And I think it started there, and that kind of built what, it is now, if you know, it's like Dan versus James or, you know, James versus Dan, if you want to say it like that. So our picks, um, I went for TJP. Who? Yeah. How, how did TJP do? TJP won the tournament. Yes, oh, Cruiserweight. Yeah, yep. So he, that made yeah. me the tournament king. Yeah. Well, I picked Noam Dar, who uh, is still in WWE right now. So is TJP. I went yeah. also went for Grand Metallic. Yeah, Grand Metallic's in WWE. Ho-Dum was the third choice. Uh, my third choice was Kota Ibushi, and he's doing quite good things in Ring of Honor, I suppose, or Impact, or where. Kota Ibushi is. is, yeah, IWGP is doing well. The same with Zack Sabre Jr., uh, who was, uh, it might be my number one pick. I thought he was going to do well. He was the only one that got to the semi-finals. Dan's three got to the semis, uh, but it was just such great wrestling. And like I said, two hundred five came from that. And we've watched every episode two hundred five live over a hundred and I think hundred thirteenth episode on Sunday. Every single one, you know, right here on the WNR podcast. Well, episode 69, part two, and that was just a network catch-up of all the new releases and shows yep. out there. Episode 70 was Clash of Champions 2016. Episode 71 was No Mercy 2016, and the butler, and the butler was on gardening leave. James, <sighs> shall I say it? Yeah, go on. Because you can't say it without vomiting in your mouth. No. James went for Mojo in predictions, and... I don't know. Well, I, I don't know why. I, I don't honestly. We had 14 of the same predictions in a row. And I think I've changed it now to just go for the ones I like and go, you know, go against the ones I dislike. And I think it's causing me a lot of trouble. But, you know, what did you think of Alexa Bliss at the time? Well, I was still not convinced on Bliss, but I thought she was a very handsome woman. Well, we talked about it on the last WWE Network review for the month. And we talked about the network changing price. Change posters for different packages on episode 71 so you think about how long we've been talking about that yes uh, episode 72 we had a look at goldberg nxt update and no mercy 1999 episode 73 in your house three and four and the halloween special and the best ever bit of acting with a clown mask bit to begin mm. with if you've never yeah. heard of us it was absolutely <clears throat> epic yeah well Dan, if, if you're there, then 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 who then who who's in the mask? Honestly, go back and listen to it. It's fucking brilliant. 
Halloween intro music, 1985, Tuesday Night Titans debut of The Missing Link, and of course, a lot of other uh, spooky characters there. Episode 74 was Hell in a Cell 2016, and the butler was back after suspension. Mm -hmm. And we get the first ever singing of Lynch Dorado! And the first ever female Hell in a Cell match. And episode 75, it was the greatest event and the best five Survivor Series matches of all time. So the best top five Survivor Series pay-per-views and the top five matches. So top five matches first. Number five, Dan. Team Bischoff versus Team Austin in 2003. Number four. Elimination Chamber 2002. Number three. Bret Hart versus Austin in 1996. Number two. Two. Undertaker versus Batista, 2007. And at number one. Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels, 2007. And we've got the top five Survivor Series. Number five was Survivor Series 2002. Number four was Survivor Series 96. Number three was Survivor Series 2011. Number two was Survivor Series 2007. And number one was Survivor Series 2003, which we watched on that very episode. And we also did the greatest tag teams of all time. So top 15, start at number 15. Money Incorporated. New Age Outlaws. Steiner Brothers. Rock and Sock Connection. Harlem Heat. APA. Los Guerreros. Outsiders. Destruction. Heart Foundation. The British Bulldogs. LOD. The Dudley Boys. Edge and Christian. And number one was the Hardy Boys. Yes. And um, we just now, you know, we, we talk about what we've done in our 50. I loved that episode and I think it was great. But we mentioned going to see uh, Wrestling Live and I think it's now it's a good time to actually talk about it. So, we are. So, move on to events that we've seen live. And, I mean, Dan, we, we've we've seen quite a few but we've actually listed the live shows and trying to, it kind of predates the podcast in a weird way as well, doesn't it, you know? It does indeed, Jess, especially the WCW event I saw at the Royal Albert Hall in 1993. I think that was before the internet was invented. Yeah, and also, also incredibly, I, I didn't see a WWE event live until 2010 when I saw Raw and SmackDown. Again, didn't go for a couple of years, 2012. Uh, but all of a sudden, it just kind of started off in 2013, didn't it? I think it was my birthday kind of su- or surprise or treat, like... We were going out and with a few of our friends. Well, I mean, you were there, weren't you? And uh, a couple of other mates. And we went to see Enter the Dragon, which was uh, in Sittingbourne. And, and that was Ultimo Dragon, of course, who was the kind of star. But there's a couple of others there as well, wasn't there? Yes, uh, we went a, a couple of months later for the Xmas Cracker. And that was in 2013 as well. And we see a few of the local wrestlers as well. Yeah, in October we saw Colt Cabana. He was definitely there for that. Uh, and in the Christmas cracker, we, Dave Mastiff was involved, and I think Eliguero uh, and Josh Bowden, who seems to be working still for Red Pro to this day. Uh, 16th of March 2014, uh, we went to, again to see the show, and what a show that was there. What a list of talent looked, you know. Well, I actually, you know, we looked back at the posters, and, that, and it is, what, five years ago, nearly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my memory was, was a bit shot. But the talent that was there, we saw Jay Lethal. Yeah, the Young Bucks. We saw Ricochet. Colt Cabana. Sanjay Dutt. And Rich Swan. I've never seen Jay Lethal on his legs, and I've never seen the legs so thick in all my life. It was like, oh my God, that's a proper professional athlete. And of course, you know, meeting Ricochet and Colt Cabana and, and others was, was really nice treat because they were trying to sell their merchandise and just, you know, trying to make a living as well. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's good. You can go up and have a little chat to them and... 
get some autographs, photos taken with them. It's not like, you know, WWE events where they've got their rooms where you go in and buy merchandise and you've got to queue up for ages just to get given a T-shirt by someone who probably don't even know what wrestling is. It's the thing, isn't it? And uh, after that Raw and SmackDown 2014, uh, I went, I think, alone to see the event. So that was a couple of months or three months after uh, the UK event. Yes, we went to No Escape 2015. That was February 8th. So No Escape 2015. Yeah, that's February 8th. And then Raw 2015. It was your first one, Dan. That was the 13th of April. Do you remember your first Raw? I've actually watched <laughs> it back again on the network. <laughs> well, that was that was your first Raw. And then October 25th, 2015. Yeah, I met Drew McIntyre. And that kind of changed my world as it was. Uh, and then the podcast had obviously started... At that point, and then it was kind of more WWE events, and it was 2016, Dan? Yes, and me, you, and Jared, when he was a part of the podcast, we all went in April. Yes, and then again, all three of us went September 2016 for the live event. That had Sheamus versus Cesaro as uh, one of their main events. And then we went again, well, both me and you went to War and SmackDown in May 2017. Yeah, and then June 8th, NXT Live in Brighton. I mean, I don't want to be unbiased to any other event, but I think that is the kind of greatest live show we've ever been to. I mean, what an incredible night it was. And you know, it was involved. We had um, Mandrews. There was Oscar, of course, versus Ember Moon. McIntyre, Bobby Roode, uh, CN, and Alistair Black. I mean, it was just it is incredible, Dan. Was it, what are your memories from going to see NXT? It was absolutely brilliant. You know, just the seats were completely amazing. We was front row. Seeing the matches, you know, just right there. We had a Carmen Rosar, like, stood right in front of yeah, you. Yeah. You was, because... I was calling him the wrong one. Size. Yeah, I was calling him the wrong one. I, 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 that was when I learned that I was calling the, uh, the wrong uh, authors of pain. And it, it's incredible seats there. It was so close to all the action. And also in the main event as well, the, fatal, uh, the tag team match that it was. All four men were to become champion after facing the other one as well. So you had Bobby Roode as NXT champion. And of course, he lost to Drew McIntyre, became NXT champion. And then CN. And of course, Ali B beat CN to kind of round the four up. And I mean, that was quite incredible. When you think about Oscar was undefeated at that moment in time. Look where Ember Moon is. And just the kind of uh, the way it was, because it was it's such a small arena. We had paid like 250 quid to go get VIP that same year for Raw and SmackDown. And for for a quarter of that, you had front row ticket, tickets at an NXT event that I still remember to this day. I don't think any other event is kind of going to top that. You know, teen was uh, May last year for Raw and SmackDown. Of course, we're going to Raw uh, 2019. But Dan, what do you remember about your first Raw then? Well, about the first Raw, it was, um, we had Bad News Barrett. I've got some bad Bad news. news. And he tried to capture the United States Championship off of uh, John Cena. <clears throat> we had um, a match for a chance for Seth Rollins to pick a stipulation for his title match with Randy Orton when Randy Orton was champion. So you've seen Randy Orton as champion? Have you seen Bobby Roode as Drew McIntyre? I've seen Bobby Roode as NXT champion. WWE yes, I did. Yeah. No, well, no, they haven't been WWE champion yet. But yes. Bobby Roode is tag team champion, by the way. Is Randy Orton a champion at the moment? Or are we going to have an argument about that now? We don't need an argument It's a 200th episode, Dan. You're really going to do it? Well, we just... We, well, let's settle this on Royal Rumble wins. If you add all of your oh. favourite wrestlers up, and if they can surpass Randy Orton's 
Royal Rumble. Okay, I, I pick Oscar, Rude, McIntyre, Dillinger, Tyler Breeze, Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. We didn't start the fight. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yes, I know he's got two wins. I know it's great. Uh, so if you were going to, any moments from watching it live that you really take with you or, you know, you, you remember. Cause I remember you want to see Bray Wyatt's um, entrance in the Fireflies as it was as well. But was there anything else that's really kind of not take your breath away or, you know, really impressed you? I think mainly for me it was, it was the entrances because for one event, I think it was last year, we was actually ringside. And it's just, you know, seeing them come down and seeing them interact with the fans. And, you know, I'd like a, an extra special shout-out for Jeff Hardy. Yes. Because sir. he goes all around, like, the arena for the front-row seats and he high-fives people, gives them part of his sweat rag. Yeah, 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 whatever it is, yeah. But, no, it's good that he did it in the interaction. But the thing is, we've also, when we've seen the events, had to either kind of be, you know, bang right on uh, the main, the hard camera as it was, or near the entranceway, or uh, around the other side, or even kind of up, you know, quite far away from the action. And uh, the thing that I like is when you sit down and kind of it goes dark, and you hear, you know, ladies and gentlemen, please, we're, the event's starting, and it, you know. But I feel like that it's nice to actually have someone to share that with in a weird way. Because when you know when you go on your own, you're like, oh, you're not sure. At least when uh, you're with someone else, you can really enjoy it. Going to live events for the foreseeable future. And if anything nearer down south, would start going to, you know, more local promotions as well, you know? Most definitely, yeah. It's just a shame that RevPros has kind of got yeah. a lot bigger now. And yeah. it's... It's moved over to a cockpit in London, you know, it which has. is, you know... Yeah, and, you know, if... NXT UK or NXT or WWE, they do a pay-per-view. We are a little bit lazy, aren't we? Yeah, but the thing is, we didn't want it down south, you know, like, uh, be there. I think the only event we ever missed out on that was sickening. And again, it was another error, which we we, we talked about uh, on on my part, really, was the fact of NXT TakeOver in London. Um, I just didn't see the advert for it when it was there. And by the time I'd realised, it was kind of sold out. I think that's the only event, really. If like I said, if there's going to be WrestleMania or anything like that, but it's most definitely look like I said, we went to the UK, uh, the one in Sittingbourne, and we saw people like the Young Bucks and Ricochet and and Jay Lethal, you know, who became you know big big names, uh, and so it's just you know like I say, just go see any wrestling live is worth it, isn't it really? Indeed, yes, and you know I'd also like to add out park in a very specific place as well because when we went to Brighton, where our car was parked, <laughs> yeah. We, we, you know, we were just wandering around having a cigarette before the event started and we see a couple of buses pull up. We're like, oh, what's going on here then? So we have a little trot over and we see all the stars yes, getting off the Ember. Ruby Riot, yep. uh, Ember Moon, Oscar. We, we even saw like, people like William Regal, Robbie Brookside, you know, the just kind of trainers getting out, all getting into the... It, it, was, it was amazing. That kind of event, like you said, it just... There was not a thing. Even when they had the... I was getting quite hot and bothered at the start and it was a midway interval and you kind of, you went outside and you could have a smoke as well. And it kind of like, it was just like, oh, this is fantastic. You went back yeah. in and you kind of finished your show. It was just everything. I don't know if we we're ever going to reach the high, but, you Well, know. you know, we could have got even higher then because if you remember, we got a bit peckish before the show started. I'm, I'm going to blame you, but, you know. So, you know, uh, we walk into a, a large shopping centre and, you know, we gaze over a balcony and we say, oh, that looks like Oscar and Drew McIntyre. Should we go into WH Smith's, get a book, get it signed by Oscar uh, and Drew McIntyre, or should we go for a McDonald's? To which James replied, 
Well, I'm a bit hungry, though. No, that was completely Dan's fault. It was like, no, you'll be there when we get back. We went to McDonald's, came back, and, and they were gone. And But we did see him again, though, because when we again, when we were in the parking area, they came out like on the back, back door sort of entrance. Uh, and, and we saw them then. But it, again, still, like, that's what you say, when they do kind of local super, uh, you know, malls or stuff like that, just go, go see them and just see any wrestling event live. Indeed, yes, because you never know. Bump into and get a photo with. I've got a brilliant photo that I've cropped James out of with Ricochet. You've got a few great photos with um, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Well, he, he signed. He signed my Rangers T-shirt. That's up there, framed as well. You know, so that, Indeed, that's yes. going to be a lot of money once the uh, Rangers are champions and McIntyre wins the WWE Championship. Probably won't happen in 2019. <laughs> but uh, no. there's always there's always hope. You know. Yes, and. You know, you, you honestly don't know who you could meet at the events and what they could become. Yeah. It's like, you know, we met a fellow that we was laughing at called, called Party Marty. And he's known as the villain Marty Skrill in Ring of Honor. And he's quite a big deal now. Yeah, well, without a shadow of a doubt, like you say, it, it, what who you think is a nobody could be become the, the next superstar of tomorrow. So just go see any wrestling event that you, you can. So we move on, episode 76, and it was uh, Donald Trump and NXT Update. Yes, uh, episode 77 was Survivor 2016, and we've got 11 of the same predictions in a row. Yeah, and you're disappointed in the Cruiserweights so that they haven't had the airtime that they need uh, since the CWC. I think at that time they was kind of appearing sporadically on Raw, and then obviously we get 205 Live from that. Episode 78 was NXT TakeOver Canada. And I get a bonus pay-per-view point for Authors of Pain beating TM6 while in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Final. And they also beat your team, Y, in the semis of that tournament. And Dan is the tawny king, as well as the prediction king. Yes. <coughs> oh, you are so modest. Well, we get one violinist, two violins, three violins, four violins... Loads of violins, damn. And Joe Lowe blow Nakamura on the outside, so that's where it started. Indeed, yes, and episode 79 was TLC, and James is a bit poorly then. Yeah. I think you just had your colonic, and he wasn't quite over it, so I had to take control, and it was the best episode ever. Yeah, no, it was, fan- it was fucking brilliant, wasn't it, yeah. Uh, then we, episode 80 was 205 Live, ECW, NXT, and WCW. Episode 81 was Roadblock, not the one at the beginning of the year, but the end of the line. Mm-hmm. A new day had held the tag titles for 483 days. And Y2J was his 140th pay-per-view. And Flair was 15-0 and 0 at pay-per-views. Shut up, Flair, not Rick Flair, by the way. <laughs> Christmas special, and it was a WNR Christmas special. We have Jared's year-end predictions, but obviously no Jared. Dan has got no presents for James. But you do have presents for me, and I... And it was a Randy Orton brawling buddy and a Goldberg t-shirt. And James sings fantastically at the end of the podcast. But you do get a Bobby Roode figure at the end. And it was glorious. Yeah. Uh, stocking filler number one. We have a look at the great match between Dudley's, Hardy's and Edge and Christian in 2001. And the stocking filler number two. Two. And we have a look at the main event from Survivor Series 99. The Rock versus Stone Cold versus Triple H for the WWE title. And episode 82, it was a happy new year from WNR. The first show of the year, we were looking at WWE vs. WWE, the Monday Night Wars dominated wrestling. 
during the 90s as Nitro and Raw went head-to-head every week. On this episode, January 4th, 99, it's our destination as we watch both Raw and Nitro decide who won the battle that night. Raw featured a huge title match and over in WWE, National Goldberg was scheduled to face off. We watched that recently as well, didn't we? Yes, episode 83. It was Raw Rumble 1997. And 20 years on from the huge event, um, it, history repeats itself this year with the event being held in the Alamo Dome in Texas. We go back, watch 97 Rumble with two favourites, Bret Hart and Stone Cold going head-to-head in the main event. And Shawn Michaels tries to win back the WWF Championship in his hometown against Psycho Sid, plus The Undertaker, Mankind and Rick Bogner. Uh, episode 84, it's the WWE Royal Rumble 2007, and it had three huge world title matches with Umaga, uh, last, it was Last Man Standing versus John Cena, which was a fantastic match. And uh, Rumble match, hometown hero, Shawn Michaels trying to get WrestleMania, but the dead man was in his way. Uh, it's, it's, it was the most star-studded Royal Rumble of all time. Episode 85, and it's a as we celebrate British wrestling. And that is before NXT UK was about. Uh, on New Year's Eve, after 30 years, World of Sport returned. We watched the first half and see how it compares to the competition. On January 14th and 15th, WWE held a tournament to crown a WWE UK champion. 16 men fought for the prize, including Wolfgang and Mark Andrews. And if that wasn't enough, we talk about the three big stories from the week, including Kurt Angle being inducted into the Hall of Fame. True, it's damn true. And episode 85, part two on the show. We watched the second night as they crown a new WUK champion with a quarter semi and finals taking place. And uh, also the second half of the world of sport. Could Grado defy all the odds and become champion? Episode 86, it's a WNR's monthly network roundup. On this week, we have six weeks of NXT to catch up on, including a new number one contender for the NXT title. They got tours in Japan and Australia. And the last show before TakeOver, also 205 Live, features King of the Cruiserweights, Neville, plus all the latest collections, new shows on the network. Episode 87, it's Royal Rumble 2017, and around Yorton winning the Rumble match, Dan, and your reaction. How, do you st- where does Rumble 2017 rank up in your Royal Rumble events? It is number one, with 2009 being a close second. Yeah. <laughs> well, episode 88, it's NXT TakeOver San Antonio. It's one of my favourite matches of the WNR podcast. Uh, it's uh, Bobby Roode versus Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. The King of Strong Style versus the Glorious One. And it's a match I remember because I got a perfect score on the, the, the event. Dan didn't think Roode was going to do it. No one backed Bobby Roode. And yet he defied the odds. He proved everybody wrong and beat Nakamura for the NXT Championship. It's one of my favourite moments ever. Episode 89, it's Elimination Chamber 2017. With the title on the line, who would leave Satan's structure with the championship? If that wasn't enough, would Luke Harper disrupt Orton's WrestleMania plan and the women and tag team titles on the line? Episode 90, the Monday Night Wars go extreme. It was February 24th, 1997, as ECW invaded Monday Night Raw. And uh, a lot of action there, Sam and Dreamer and Heyman ran right. On Raw and in WCW, it was Macho Man joining the NWO. Could Sting be fight back? Or would Hogan and co. have a plan for him? Episode 91, and it was a WNR roundup for the month featuring the latest games on in 205 Live, Holy Foley, WWE 24, Legends with JBL and Ride Along, Talking Smack and the sad passing of some WWE legends 
round up the massive podcast. And don't worry, because part two will have the NXT update. Episode 91, part two. Two. Is the WNR NXT update, looking at the latest games on in, in NXT, including the glorious new champion who would try to challenge Rude and would Nakamura ever recover from his injury sustained at the beating uh, Bobby Rude gave to him at TakeOver. Episode 92, it was WWE Fastlane 2017. With this bringing the last pay-per-view before Mania, what did the Raw crew have to offer? Would Kevin Owens continue his 188-day reign as Universal Champion? Or would the legendary Goldberg once again become champion 14 years after his last time? Also, Charlotte's record of 16-0 at pay-per-view. Plus, Roman Reigns looks to take down the undefeated Strowman. Yeah, episode 93. It's WrestleMania 3. And it's my pick for WrestleMania. It was 30 years ago at that time. 93,000 fans packed into the Silver Dome for the Battle of the Ages. And Hulk Hogan was WWE Champion for three years. And he faced Andre Giant in the main event. A man not even knocked off his feet. It was incredible. And, of course, the classic between Randy Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Ricky the Dragon and Steamboat, plus everything you loved about the 80s, including Hillbilly Jim and some little people, which is fucking brilliant as well. Episode 94, and with a week to go before WrestleMania 33, it was my choice. And I want to keep it a secret, though. <laughs> so you just have to listen to find out what the WNR's Mystery Mania is. All right, it was WrestleMania right. 21. Oh, thank God. Hall of Fame Class 2017, looking at uh, a match from each of the inductees' historic in c- uh, careers, including Rude versus the Warrior and DDP versus the Matcha. Headline act uh, in action against the Viper Randy Orton, plus a look at Legacy Awards and who's inducting them. Episode 95, and it's the WNR's WWE Network Review, catching up on the last month's latest news, rumours, arrivals and exits. Also, we have our NXT update. As we head towards TakeOver with the glorious one defending his title and the return of Nakamura. If that wasn't enough, we have our 205 Live catch-up and a new challenge out for Neville's and Austin Aries be, to be the one to dethrone him at Mania. Plus, we have some news on Paige. Yeah, I mean, Paige helped us out a lot on the podcast with the news section. Because if we were never sure what to put on there, then it could just be something with Paige with Alberto Dorian. And I mean, thankfully now she has, you know, sorted herself out, which, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, episode 96 is WrestleMania 33, the showcase of the Immortals. And it holds two incredible facts. It's the longest mania in WWE history, and it was the longest mania in WNR podcast history. How long do you think the podcast was, Dan? It was at least five hours long. <laughs> you know, say you joke. Four hours and 48 minutes. 12 minutes on five hours. I'm, I'm laughing. We're two hours in to, uh, <laughs> to the podcast. We're on episode 96. Uh, <laughs> well, records were made to be broken. <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning where we finally get round to episode 199 is going to be here no but uh, seriously you know anyway WrestleMania 33 episode 96 um, could Goldberg and Bray Wyatt defend the championships against the Beast and the Viper Dan oh I wonder oh, mm. I, don't, I don't know if Randy Orton could have another title running him do you know what maybe after that mania you went against Randy Orton you thought Bray Wyatt would win and you went and Randy Orton won a W championship it was brilliant <clears throat> yeah, and the Undertaker right. didn't retire. No, he didn't. No. Well, we get a podcast action after the huge build-up to WrestleMania. It's all over now. How would WWE, WWE do on its first day of the season? Would we see any surprise returns? 
Would anyone be called up from NXT? Would we have a new general manager for War- Raw? Yes, yes, yes. Also, if that wasn't enough, we watched Raw talking, uh, Raw talk and talking smack, wrapping up the week's events in a nice little bow. Plus 205 Live, where we would have a new number one contender crowned for Neville's Championship. Episode 97, NXT TakeOver Orlando. Could the king of strong style stop the glorious one Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship? Also, Oscar faces the toughest challenge in Ember Moon. Uh, with an instant classic when he offers a pain defending the NXT Tag Team titles against DIY and the Revival, chucking Santa against Team Perfect 10, and the debut of Alistair Black at NXT proves its TakeOver shows are the place to be. Not only that, but the kickoff and our prediction league. Which I won that year. Yes, all right. Episode 98, the Kurt Angle special. Looking at his entire WWE run with a match from each year he competed with huge matches against Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton and rivalries revisited in Brock Lesnar. It's an episode not to miss on the way to WNR 100. Wow. And episode 99, one away from the legendary WNR 100. We bring you April's W Network Roundup. We watch Try 5 Live and NXT, where we say goodbye to two NXT stalwarts. We witness the return of the chosen one, Drew McIntyre, a man who wants to be the new face that runs a place. If that's not enough, the latest news, we have a look at the new collection added. And the greatest podcast of all time until tonight. It was the WNR 100. All your money back. And may the 4th be with you. We celebrate our two-year anniversary and we get to 100 episodes and it's all thanks to you. Now, for the first time ever, we go live and to prove we're live, James fucks up. Yes, fucks up. And not only on the 100th one, but it seems on the 200th one that I've I've kind of fucked up. And, And let me just explain to everybody what I'm talking about. Now, we're two hours and five minutes in to the 200th episode and by God, it's been fun. But unfortunately, we've only got like a, a little bit of time left due to um, going on. So what we're going to do, actually, incredibly, is we're going to stop the WNR 200 right now on, on this one. But don't worry, everybody. We're going to be live in a matter of seconds again. So if you're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google, whatever it is, we're going to post the link again. So click on that one and we'll do the next 100 episodes of the WNR. We've done 100 and we're going to do another 100. And we're going to do that in, in just a second, right after the WNR theme. 